stiff arms of crap after <laughs> that match right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, beating the double team, multiple moves stacked into one. Just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition, a victory edition, the 63rd edition of TOJ Film Room. Sorry I missed last week. Um, I was actually ready to do a show. I had some things go on um, where I couldn't do it. I couldn't fit the show in. I'm going to fit a little bit of the Eagles game into this show. Not a lot. I know people want to watch the uh, you know, the game of uh, the, the Cowboys game where the Jets obviously escaped with, with victory 24-22. to 22. I'm going to recap only 16 plays of the Eagles game. I just wanted to show some things I was, I was speaking about on Twitter. Um, I had a little bit of a Twitter meltdown the other day, uh, which I think I actually got one rating and review. Uh, the review is great podcast. Keep up. I think it says the great work. I uh, really look forward to your weekly breakdown, super in-depth, and really helps a non-football guy like me understand what's going on. Uh, keep up with the great work. It was a five-star review, and then I, after my Twitter meltdown, it went to a one-star review. So uh, Zach's 987654321, I think, got a little bit pissed off at me on Twitter. Uh, it is what it is. I try to just, uh, you know, call it for what it is. A lot of people were getting on Quinn and Williams for not being, uh, impactful. And I was saying that, you know, Mahomes only had one touchdown last week. He's a bust. Brady and Belichick are overrated. Le'Veon Bell sucks. Like I, I definitely full blown meltdown. Um, maybe it's because I didn't have any beers before the game. Usually I have some beers and that, and that kind of maybe helps ease it, even though you think the opposite, but maybe I was just so mad that, you know, I, I, I don't know. I had, I had a work to go to, so I, I couldn't drink anything, but, um, yeah, so I got one. Uh, one star rating, but a good review out of it. So uh, positive. I, I don't know. Hopefully they'll change that back. That kind of does suck. I think that's our our first. Uh, it's our first one star. We have forty four five stars and one one star. That that uh, it, that was a five star. But hey, it is what it is. I'll uh, I'm never gonna pull punches. I won't pull punches this show. Um, when I look at the Eagles game. Um, but we're TOJ Film Space Room on iTunes. Uh, turn on the Jets on YouTube, type it in there. You'll see either my face or somebody's face talking to a mic or a little green logo. That's where you can watch me break down the film and talk about it specifically, which is it's a lot easier to, to talk about film on a show like this where, you know, I obviously I could speak and I'm not limited to 240 characters. So I always advise people who watch the Twitter you know, reviews to come on to the show and watch the show as well. Even listen, uh, listening, you know, I appreciate the listens. Obviously, watching definitely um, is the most beneficial to people who are trying to either learn about the players, learn about the Jets, or even if they know more than me, but they don't have, they don't have the time to watch it. Um, can get you know the you know the, the plays broken down for them, so they don't have to go into it and do it themselves because it does take a little bit of time. Uh, the Patreon's always there. Uh, don't know if I talked about it. I got another Patreon. Um, Charmin uh, was a Patreon which I don't like to say the amounts, but they know the amounts. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Um, I have Joe. I have a couple of Joes. I have a couple of guys who are um, Patreons. Like I said, uh, the show does quite literally cost money for this, for the software, for the computer to get room for my computer to put up all these plays uh, for faster internet to be able to run the plays smoothly without it lagging all the time. Um, for many things, you know, I look to improve. I already looked, I already got a better microphone, I believe. So that was in thanks to the, to the Patreons. Maybe I'll get a better backdrop than, you know, a, a yoga mat. Um, but with a wedding coming up, uh, looking for, a, you know, a new house, things like that, it definitely does cost money and I can't dump all my financial funds into, uh, you know, podcasting. So the patrons, uh, greatly appreciate it. You help the show keep running. You keep the show running for sure. And also helps a little bit when you're tired at, you know, 4am and you don't want to 
prepare for a show, that definitely helps. So I, I appreciate the patrons um, a lot. And I know Joe, uh, I know he listens to the show. He actually sent me a Quinton Williams jersey, which is fantastic. I didn't get it yet. Uh, I don't know what it was going to be. I was planning on wearing it for the show, Victory Edition Quinton Williams jersey, but I don't know where the hell it is. So hopefully that comes in soon. Um, like I said, I'm going to recap a little bit of the Eagles game. I don't want to kill you guys with it. If you want to skip the Eagles game, that's fine. I had 50 plays of it. I'm only doing 15, 16. Uh, but I just wanted to show some things I was getting a little bit frustrated with, with people. Um, one of the notes I have, this is going to be completely out of order because I just wrote it down. Things that came to the top of my head when I was preparing to do the show. I have my notes on my computer. Um, people were so confused about Adogo starting. Uh, if you've been watching the show, you, you, you've seen that how many times I've showed that um, how terrible um, – Brandon Shell has been and people are freaking out. Oh my God, he played terribly. Why would they ever bench Shell? And I, I thought it was quite crazy that people um, had no idea why that was happening. And, you know, he didn't have a great first game. I think he was okay. But then you see the Cowboys game, he actually played much better. So I think it was a proper move. I thought, I thought, I thought it was a good shakeup at the time. Um, and people were just absolutely crazy about it. Um, I'm not going to show any plays of him, but I thought that was one storyline that was absolutely nuts. Um, it was funny after this game too, that, you know, Demarius Thomas has, you know, he had he had a drop, and people were talking. Uh, I heard people talking. Okay, well, you know, cut this guy. It's a bad trade. He doesn't offer anything to this offense. Where, if you guys uh, saw the review I did, whether that was preseason, whatever that was, week, whatever, you know, I had 15, 16 plays of him, and it was all from 2018. People were like, actually pretty impressed of what he did in 2018, and you know, he's a solid number three receiver, and we saw that you know versus the the Cowboys this week, which we'll talk about, but. You have a play here where uh, on the bottom of the screen and, and uh, Demarius Thomas is uh, the number two right there um, in this reduced split, um, you know, set from the from the receivers. And you have you know Demarius Thomas who's just working on a little stutter and go right here, and he actually does a good you know good job attacking the the leverage of the of the cornerback, you know, getting square to him, looking him in the eyes, uh, you know, two uh, you know stop steps right there, and then continuing his route, uh, clearing himself right there with the inside arm. So he actually does a good job getting open deep. He does a good job. One, if the ball is in better location, this, this could potentially be a huge gain, maybe even a touchdown. So that's, that's on the quarterback as well here. Um, and then I think I'll, I'll show it better on this view. You actually see him with his, with his, uh, uh, his left arm right there, push off the back and then clear himself with the, with the right hand. He actually does a really good job right there, um, keeping himself clean. Does he drop the ball? Yes. Does that suck? Yes. Do drops happen? For sure. So it's kind of crazy that people were, you know, touting this guy and saying, you know, that it's absolutely terrible, um, you know, that he's absolutely terrible and, and to get rid of him after after one game and, you know, actually a really good route and a really good play, you know, on the ball. He just wasn't able to bring it in. It, you know, it happens. You know, I'm not comparing him to, you know, to DeAndre Hopkins or anything like that. But, um, you know, he he's a solid number three guy, and I thought that was a little bit ridiculous. Um, the offense was terrible. Guys – um, nobody's getting open, you know, why isn't the offense aggressive? Listen, when you can't block, when, when, when the quarterback can't make more than one read, it's hard to run deep concepts when you can't make more than one read. Uh, there's plenty of guys running open at times that were just not hit. Um, even right there where, where it was a little bit of an underthrow from, from Luke Falk, if it was thrown deeper, he could have been, you know, a big, uh, you know, gain. And I'm not, I, I, if I record the, the show right after the podcast, it would have been much more, um, you know, brutal, and I would have been much more energetic about it. But I'm just kind of trying to go through some of the things I saw in that game, and I really don't think Gase had a, had a fair shake where people were talking about you know cut this or, or fire him now. He's terrible, and there was definitely some questions with Gase coming into the uh, the year in terms of roster management, how he was in the locker room, and if he was a little bit of a dick to be honest. 
um, you know, excuse the language, but not really. Um, yeah, there were some questions with that, but in terms of his, his coordination of an offense and um, the actual place he's calling, I never thought he was a bad offensive coordinator or, or play caller. Now there are some questions that I brought up. Yes. You know, running uh, screens to, to sides of too many defenders or some of the time management, um, some of the roster manager, there's, things, there's questions like that, but you know, I was on the podcast with a, you know, a professional defensive back or a former professional defensive back. And you're looking at some concepts from we're super impressed. So um, there was definitely some plays that I would like to show that, you know, there's that he's just missing guys that, that Donald uh, just quite frankly, you know, wouldn't miss or, or any decent quarterback wouldn't miss. And people are saying, Oh, well, you know, look at Kyle Allen and this and Kyle Allen's a little bit of an anomaly. He's playing really, really well, but you know, you have teams playing, you know, backup quarterbacks like the, the the Steelers are playing, you know, bad teams or teams are playing lower tier teams like the Bengals and things like this. And they're comparing it to the Jets playing, you know, Super Bowl contenders like the Eagles, um, who might not be now. They're they're disappointing a little bit this year. Um, teams like the Patriots, teams like the Bills, you know, with a quarterback with Mono, a team with the Browns who aren't well coached right now. But in terms of their defense versus our offense, even if they're not a well coached defense, their talent trumps our offense, especially if they have a backup quarterback in. So uh, I think he was getting a little little bit um you know unfairly criticized to be completely honest and I'm not you know I'm not like uh, I'm not standing for him I don't think he's absolutely fantastic but he was getting and this is a part of the reason I had a little bit of a meltdown it was off Twitter a little bit um than I have been and I'm not posting plays and things like that it was just it was a brutal place to be with people who didn't really understand what they're watching and they would just see the result instead of instead of you know watching what's happening and right here you know and just to play like this, I'm not going to get you know into into a, a ton of it because I do want to get to the Cowboys game. I have like 52 plays in the Cowboys game, so this is probably going to be like a three-hour show. But I'm hoping a lot of people would you know like to 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 watch it. But you have a situation here, you know, where they're showing uh they're showing cover. It's it, it's it's cover zero. They're they're blitzing everybody. Um, and you have to read this as a as a quarterback. And and look who's running wide open right here for a first down. This is on third and three. Even even right here, if you if he, if he was just to see this coverage off coverage and you're not going to throw this, you know, you know, scan to your right really quick, and he's open. You know, this 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 defensive back is is in uh, coverage on on Bell, and that's why he's shooting down. He's not robbing right there, so he's open from here all the way until he throws the ball, and even after. So he, so he's wide open right there, and he doesn't hit it. So there's like, oh, terrible offense. What is he doing? Well, there's a guy wide open on third and three, and and he wasn't hit because we have a you know obviously a really bad quarterback. Um, in the game, like I said, you know, he just got cut actually too. So, you know, I don't want to keep dumping on the guy, but he, he's not a good quarterback. It just is what it is. But um, then there's some situations where the offensive line is the offensive line bad. Uh, yeah, but he's also a quarterback who can't make reasons and he panics. There's anything around him um, in this situation right here. You know, look, look on, the, on the bottom of the screen right here. It, this, this is as open as it gets in the NFL. He completely misses them and, and he steps up in the pocket. Great. Whatever. And it's a, it's a concept where all the the entire read is on this side of the field. It's a three level read to this side and the interior of the field. You know, it, uh, numbers to the inside of the numbers, um, and you have Demarius Thomas who sits down on a uh, on a snag right here, and and he's wide open. This is the first down. You throw the ball to him right here. He turns up field. It's a first down. So how bad of a play call is this from Gase when you have a guy wide open underneath, which looks like cover three and the quarterback just can't see him. So um, this is another play where the guy is open and he's, and he's looking to the left right here. He sees it. Why do you not throw that? And then you have room in the pocket. Guess what? Look again. He panics, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. He's still open. And, and, and because of that, he takes the unnecessary sack. So he's just such a bad quarterback that it really did not help the offense. And this is stuff I'm seeing on, on film. 
you know, um, you know, consistently, and then people are saying how bad it is and t- take more deep shots. How do you take deep shots? One, when a quarterback can't read deep shots, you can't make multiple reads, um, and you don't have the offensive line to necessarily block for him. The offensive line has been bad. Like I said, it just wasn't as bad as um, everybody, you know, touted it to be because he is better than people. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, that Folk is worse, and he was affecting the offense more than people thought he would. And you have to compare every situation, you know, um, individually, you can't just apply, okay, well, this team is playing a bunch of bad teams and they're, they're producing. The, teams, the Jets are playing the Eagles and the Patriots and the Bills. You know, it's a little bit different. Uh, the Browns, obviously, the, you know, they played the Bills with a quarterback with uh, both Mono and I believe now he had, he had, they say he had strep throat. But again, another concept where then this is another thing. People said, oh, we'll just you know, run heavier personnel, you know, help Luke Falk. Okay. And then after the game, people are like, oh, he, did, he didn't adjust. Here, he's running 12 personnel. They're, they're adjusting. They, they blocked the edge with Griffin and Wesco here. They give him time. And look, an isolation route is open. Is there a linebacker inside? Yeah, but the corner, what I believe 32 is Skandrick, is so far off, and he's, he's pretty far inside. You throw the ball right, right here um, to the 35-yard line, and, uh, and boom, you know, it's, 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 it's wide open. You know, this is open in the NFL. He's looking to the side. He just doesn't see it. So now he steps up in the pocket, and he's and he most likely they're going to take a sack or dump it off. Okay, so it's another sack that he, that he, that he took. But look, this is his only read on the side. It's, 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 it's two isolation routes and a flat, you know, or, or you know, him on a, on a check and release. And Anderson's open, doesn't get hit. Now this would be another 10, 15 yards um, and a completion, but he's, he doesn't hit it, and, it, and, it's, and it's another sack. So is that, is that Gase's fault? You know, now you're talking about – if we're talking about, you know, roster management, so that should they have brought in a backup guy? You know, yes, that, that could be a question. Should they give him more reps in practice? Is that a question? Do I want to get into it? No, but is that a question? Yes. Where, wherever you fall on that, I get both sides. You know, one side, okay, you have to prepare him. The other side says what, preparing him is not going to do anything. The only chance they have was, you know, Darnold. Um, so that's the, only, that's the only shot they had to win, so that's what they were preparing for. The other side will say, okay, well, you're preparing to lose then. You know, blah, 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 blah. Wherever you fall on that, but um, – he just wasn't good. And I have one more play of um, him, I believe. So let's see here. Um, late on throw. Oh, this is another one. Could have gone for a touchdown, um, most likely. And is, this, and is this as easy as the other ones were? No, but you have, a, you have a switch release right here from the number one and the two on the bottom. You have Falk who's reading that. You see, you see this, this, this defender, whether it be a linebacker or, or a defensive back, um, looks like more of a defensive back. He had 42. It's a defensive back. You see him widening. You see this corner, this defensive back, um, carrying Crowder. Guess who's going to be open? You have to put the ball low right here and hit him. You have to make this quick, this this quick read on this. Uh, it's a it's a spot. It's a spot concept. It's exactly what it is with the with with the snag of the corner and the flat. So it's a, it's a spot concept. It's a triangle read, and you have to read the defense in response to that. And he throws the ball as Griffin's waiting for it. And we we always say. If the if the receiver is looking for the ball and he can see you throwing it, it's too late. Now now if he throws the ball here, is he going to get the touchdown? Yes. Now you're going to say, okay, well this guy's close. Yeah, this guy's also close, but he's taking his momentum to the outside. So for him to break outside uh, or break on that outside foot and get to this would be near impossible if it's a, if it's an accurate throw. So it's a touchdown that he missed. Now it's a pass deflection, um, and they don't get the touchdown. They probably most likely kick a field goal there. I don't know if they miss it or. Um, you know, whatever um, it, it might have been in that situation. But uh, moving on from that, I, uh, I said all, offensive line was all terrible. Beecham was terrible. 
Shell, Shell was terrible. Khalil was terrible. They were all bad this game. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna show seven, eight sacks around them. They were all bad. Let's just say that. Uh, Cashman, Adam, uh, Cashman, I thought was really, really good this game. I thought Jamal Adams, which I'm going to show just three plays of him, I thought he uh, took a step up in this game. And I'll say it in the Cowboys game, I'm going to say in this game, the reason you're noticing him more in these games is because these teams are more st- are, are, you know, stacking their box more um, with heavier personnel and, ru- and running the ball. The Eagles are a running team, um, you know, first and foremost, and the Cowboys are a running team first and foremost. And that's when Adams is going to be in the box more. That's when he's going to have more of an impact. He was impacting the game and coverage in the first couple of weeks, but that's a lot harder to notice on a broadcast angle than it is on film. So he was still playing at an elite level. He just wasn't on the statute as much. So, uh, of course, the Patriots this week, he might, you know, not have as much of an impact on the stat sheet, but he might be playing well in coverage. But people say, oh, yeah, another slow game from Adams. And in reality, it's because the, the Patriots are spreading them out more and he has to play in coverage more uh, to to assist the secondary that's not very good right now for the Jets um, with the cornerback situation. So um, the Eagles right here, they they run a, a pin and fold which a pin and fold is a little bit different than a pin and pull. It's just you have the, you have the pin here, and then he just goes one gap away instead of going two gaps away, the guy who's pulling. So it's a pin and fold. You see Adams recognize the play. Um, he shoots uh, to do the opposite side, obviously, and just makes a tackle. Um, and I guess I'm being really simple right here because I do want to run through this relatively quickly, but his, his recognition here, his speed, um, the, the angle that he takes, um, and makes a, you know, the, the tackle on the running back uh, for uh, what might have been a loss. Let's see lost no no uh no yard gain whatever it is but uh really impressive tackle from him right here and this is like i said why you saw him make um you know more of an impact oh sorry i uh screwed up a little bit right there i forget what play he's uh 40 and 41 all right two more plays of of adams and like i said he was impressive this game he was even more impressive in the cowboys game and you have plays of him just you know blowing up the run again, recognizing really really quickly um, what's happening, thinking that the Eagles are going to run, uh, guessing right whether this is instincts or him on a run blitz or a design blitz, um, we don't know. But but him you know taking advantage of you know Lane Johnson coming to the interior to block Quinn and Williams, jumping inside past the 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 you know the uh, number thirteen Aguilar who's going to try to block him, shooting inside of that too quickly, making the the tackle on the backfield again. He was. Uh, Definitely playing with some energy. You, you love the energy he plays with, um, for sure. And the last play I want to show of him um, was about that energy and just how um, you know effective it is and how nice it is to see on film. Um, you know, even when the Jets are, are, are losing, it's sometimes people could get a little bit angry at it, but he has really nothing to root for. So when he makes a good play, um, he gets he gets pumped up. And right here, you have the Eagles who who dump it down to the check down to, to Miles Sanders. And this is the stuff I really, really like to see. You have, you have uh, I believe, Hewitt and uh, – is that – it's a pool, I believe. Yeah, pool. Um, does Adams have to get involved in this play? You see him coming from the deep middle right here. You see him just jumping into that pile. Like, this is – I love this type of play. Okay, these guys can wrap it up. They're going to make the tackle. And you have Adams flying it at 100 miles per hour, jumping into the pile and taking the guy down, and, you know, and, then, and then celebrating after. Like, I, I like to see this. That energy, it, the, the leadership, that pumps up other guys to see guys doing this around the field, and it affects the energy of the team. It really does. Especially when you're losing, especially when you're down. Um, Jamal Adams is a guy, you know, extend him right now. They, they cannot lose this guy. He is the heart and soul of defense. He'll be the heart and soul of defense moving forward, hopefully for the next, you know, seven, eight years, um, along with hopefully mostly who comes back, you know, maybe this game against the, the, the Patriots. But moving on, like I said, because I do want to get into the, the Cowboys game. We have a ton to talk about. I'm going to have to pause it a few times during it because 
Um, I just said Scott's podcast, actually, uh, Play Like a Jet, which uh, today is Thursday when this will be re- re- uh, released. That will be released tomorrow. So if you want to listen to another version talking about this game, that's out there, um, as well as a bunch of great podcasts with Nimbly and, and Manish Meadows on there and uh, a bunch of different guys are on there. He has his brother on for gambling stuff. He has weather guys. He has doctors will talk about injuries. So definitely an interesting podcast to listen to. Uh, Q also made some impact, but people were labeling him as a bust, you know, uh, which was crazy there, you know, his second game that his first game, he got injured. I don't know when uh, he, he came out of that game, but in this game, he wasn't getting sacks right away. So people were talking about him being a bust. And it was kind of crazy to see that, especially when he's playing against guys like, you know, Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks and, and Kelsey and all these guys that the, that the Eagles have who are top notch, um, offensive lineman, and this is one of the best offensive linemen in the leagues. And you know, maybe he's not getting sacks, and yeah, he shouldn't have missed that that sack that he had on Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz did what Carson Wentz does, and he ducked under it, and then uh, I believe ran for for a couple of yards. But uh, Q definitely made an impact. But he was also, which is a question I had with with Greg Williams, he was also two gapping and and at, in that penetrating role where he's you know kind of designed to eat up two guys and let a guy loop around him more than I thought he should have been because he's a guy you want one gapping taking on one guy not having to worry about two gapping or uh, being the penetrator of that of that stunt um, and I thought he was doing that a little bit too much for for my liking in the in the first game that he played um, but he still did have an impact I just want to show you uh, you know three quick plays of Quinn Williams and after that we're pretty much done like I said. Just a quick wrap-up of the Eagles game, some things that were a little bit frustrating to me. Part of the reason I had a little bit of a meltdown, which uh, hopefully that uh, that, re- that review can get uh, changed. If not, hey, hopefully two or three of you guys respond and uh, you write reviews you know, now because I got the one star, which kind of sucks. But uh, like I said, it is what it is. So um, Quinn Williams right here on the edge. Uh, he is he's two-gapping. Uh, he's, he's responsible for that, that B and C gap, and he maintains outside leverage, which is good because you have this uh, – this jet motion right here, you don't know if it's going to get handoff. And, and regardless, even if he doesn't, you, you want to be responsible for that C gap before that B gap uh, runs to the outside are more effective than runs to the inside uh, if you let it break free. So um, good job getting into Lane Johnson. Like I said, he's one of the top right tackles in the league. Um, gets under his pad, gets his hands inside, uh, stacks him, looks, uh, keeps his, ar- his arms extended, good leverage. Looks into the backfield as soon as he sees that Miles Sanders is going to cut back or is in his – kind of range to tackle him into that contact window that he can make. Um, he, you can see him lateral step, lateral and backward step, or kind of just a backward step, which, which kind of uh, throws off um, Johnson, who's like in that bridge position right now because Johnson's leaning so hard into it when you, when you kind of like olay him, like you, you pull out the, the chair from under him right here where he's leaning hard up um, into his pads. So he drops his pads and steps backwards. Now he's off balance. Um, is able to shed that and then make the tackle right there. That's a that's a that's a good play. I'll play it in full speed. This is a good play against a good right tackle right here to to stack them and and make that tackle. So um, def- definitely impressive um, from Q there. Uh, Twenty five. Let's see what this one is. Q tackle. All right. So again, he is this time. He's a he's a four eye, um, which I believe he just was the last play. Again, against a you know a top tier right tackle in the league, good leverage. Hands inside, lifts them, lift, 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 lift. See the running back in the backfield. Um, sees where he's cutting through. Again, and right there, you can see it's very slightly where he pulls and steps away. So he's he's so he's pulling the offensive lineman um, in the gap away from him while stepping laterally. Frees up that right hand and is able to make the tackle solo. 
on Miles Sanders when he's, again, faced up against one of the best right tackles um, in the league. So I just wanted to show the impact. So people, if you're still you know, concerned about his game at the Eagles, that like he wasn't doing anything, um, I, I, think it's, I think it's crap. I, I, really, I really do. Now, did he look like a finished product that I think he's going to be in you know, two, three years from now and making an impact like Aaron Donald? Uh, making it, you know, um, that type of impact? No, but he was still relatively good. And people, oh, well, Josh Allen has this and this guy has that. You also have to look at the situations too and what they're asked to do. Josh Allen's rushing off the edge one-on-one versus tight ends and versus tackles versus whatever teams they are. You have to look at what teams they're playing. And Quinn Williams is playing elite offensive linemen like the right guard and the center um, and the right tackle from the Eagles. And, you know, versus the Cowboys, you know, it's it's different. And look at the talent they have around them where, you know, the Jets defensive line does have some talent, but the the, the Jaguars have Ngakwe and they have Clayus Campbell who you have to double team way before Josh Allen. So he's single team on the edge where he's, you know, you have Quinn Williams who's facing elite interior offensive linemen and exit two gap and penetrate. So is it the same situation? No, it's not. You, know, you have to look at everything, you know, in, in, in that with that context. If you just look, if you look at just stats, you're lost in my opinion. So, um, Again, Quinn Williams versus Lane Johnson. He had a lot of his success versus a really, really good right tackle in this league. Gets inside of him, hands inside. Um, and this looks like it's just a tight. Well, this is actually a kind of a this is a, a weird play. Uh, this is later in the game of McCown and actually. So they're, they're st- this is why they're stacking the box. They're expecting to run, but um, it's like a, it's zone blocking, but they're shooting for the for the backside gaps. Um, instead of the front side gas, which is a, a kind of a new uh, kind of a wrinkle that a lot of teams are putting in with this, like backside handoffs with zone blocking. So instead of looking like it might be you know going to the play side A, a B gap on an inside zone, they're really shooting for whatever gaps open on that backside A, B, or C, which is almost like a like a tight zone or like they call like a belly zone, which you can I guess I can call this a belly zone. So um, you Quinn Williams who stands up Lane Johnson gets inside of him. Uh, you see that circular force right there, which throws him aside or pushes him aside, gets that left hand on the back to continue his momentum uh, past Quentin Williams, gets that hand on, squares up with the running back, boom, tackle. He, he made an impact, people. He, he did. So, and he made it even more of an impact uh, versus the, the Cowboys this game. Um, only three or five more plays I want to show. Um, McClendon, I, I think that even minus the statue, I thought he was awesome this game um, for sure. And there's a reason that he was – assigned to that extension. I believe it's like right around $1 million extension for next year, um, which with the Jets defensive line situation, it's interesting. You have McClendon back for next year. You have Quinn Williams who's playing well. You have guys like Kyle Phillips and Fado Kassi who played really well last game. Um, if, Quinn, if, if a guy like Leonard Williams isn't willing to come back, I think, I think if, you, if you have him for eight, nine, ten million $10 million a year, I think he might be worth that. But if he wants to go higher, other teams are offering 11, 12, 13 million, $14 million, whatever it may be. And the Jets aren't willing to come there. You know, sorry, we we're, we have defensive linemen right now. We're going to dump that money to corner, outside linebacker, whatever it may be. So um, they have a good situation, you know, right here. McClendon is both a good player, an underrated player, um, and a a fantastic leader, a fantastic leader. Uh, you, you see it in the podcast he's on, you know, Sirius XFM, whatever it is, uh, ESPN, whatever interviews he's on, pregame huddles. He's a really, really good dude. Um and a, a great leader for this for this young defensive line for the young front seven for the most part for the young team, and right right here you see him rushing against Kelsey, who again is one of the best um, centers in the league, if not the best center in the league. And he, he rushes against them um, right here. You you, you kind of you actually just it's not even really a jump set from from uh, Kelsey. He kind of just roots down. He's not really jumping towards him. He just jump sets a little bit of a split. His feet are probably a little bit too wide right there, but he gets hands on. But uh, 
you have McClendon who's able to get hands on um, kind of first and shock him backwards. You see that little shock backwards Him also stepping on the foot of his, of his left guard probably doesn't help him either, but um, he then rushes through this big gap right here. Um, he gets, a, I believe he gets a little long arm here. He gets the long arm in, which stands up Kelsey and then Kelsey's trying to, to, to combat that lean into that. And you have McClendon who, you know, feels he's leaning into. He's obviously, he's clearly off balance. So his momentum is taking him forward and kind of, kind of sideways. So if he kind of pulls the rug out from under him, like we say, um, he might fall over anyway, but you pair that with putting that, that right hand back on the left side of Kelsey. And that's a hump move right there. Uh, doesn't get the, the sack on, on, a on a, what's his, on a, Wentz, but still an impactful play. Now, you know, you'd, you'd hope that Cashman would be able to make this play. And it's not a terrible play by Cashman. It's just a really good play by Wentz, a better play by Wentz. But still an impact from McClendon. Um, and I have one more play of, of him, uh, 32. And this is more relatively positive stuff, but I just think people are being too negative on the Jets where, you know, oh, my God, we should have known they were 4-12. and 12. If, if Donald was in, if let's just say let, – let, not even all the injuries. Let's just say Donald's healthy Mosley's there. You, you still have Noon Wyatt. You still have Williamson out. You still have terrible corners. Do they win the Eagles game? Maybe. Do they, do they win that Browns game? Maybe. Do they win that, that Eagles game uh, – the, the, the Bills game? If he didn't have Mono that game, if he didn't miss Anderson over the middle, if he didn't miss Anderson deep twice, do they win that game? instead of gaining 180 yards to the air, whatever it was, they gained 270. Now people aren't so hard on Gase when you look at them scoring 23, 24 points in the Bills where the Patriots only scored, what, 16 with multiple turnovers as well. Um, people aren't as low on Gase. They weren't as low on the offense. They weren't as low on, you know, the overall outlook of the season. And they're most likely, at the minimum, what right now are 1-4, at the minimum they're 2-3, and three, I, I would think. I think they have a chance to be 3-2 and two if those guys were healthy. You're, you can't tell them there's no way they could have beat the Eagles but had a ripped-up secondary. If John went against the secondary, he could have ripped them up, I believe. Um, and then the Bills, I think they would have won that game. If Mosley doesn't go down and, and Donald even is playing with Mono, they win that game. If they're both healthy, they win that game. You know, But it's like it's, it's crazy to see how fast people got negative. Can you be super negative about the corners? Yes. Did we know that was going to happen? Yes. Can we be negative about the offensive line? For sure. No doubt about it. Can we negative about some things about Gase, the way he handles the media, some things like that, calling guys out? I don't love it. But offensive play calling, I don't think it was a bad thing. Uh, the offensive line's bad. Luke Falk, bad. You know, Simeon, bad. The way they handle the quarterback situation, potentially bad, whatever side of the argument you're on. But come on, like, it was, it was crazy. That's why I was getting really super frustrated on Twitter trying to argue with people who are what they are. I'm not going to get into a lot of things. But um, here again against Kelsey, um, he's causing some havoc here. Kelsey is leaning really, really hard into this. He's, he's, it looks like he's trying to uh, to take almost like a like call a drop step, a step, call it a brace step with that with that left foot, whatever you want to call it. Um, he really should have scooted, in my, in my opinion. He's leaning too far into this. You would like to see a scooch technique here, but um, he's leaning into McClendon. McClendon gets his hands on, and he has really strong he's he really strong core um, from McClendon, and circular force throws him out of the way, arm over. Another guy he's taking on with uh, the the uh, you have the pole right here who who picks him up. He's taking on him on with no momentum and is able to uh, you know hold up more those two guys, throw him out of the way. Uh, Brandon Bo uh, Brandon Brooks. So he he did a really good job um, this game, causing some havoc um, on the interior of the defensive line. I'm gonna pause it real quick. All right, and uh, sorry I had to pause pause. I was getting my phone uh, blown up a little bit, which I know is. Uh, 
either for a super negative thing or a super positive thing. And uh, CJ Mosley came out and said he's playing, which is massive for the Jets team. Uh, one of the best inside linebackers in the entire league, uh, the brain of that defense, uh, directing guys where to go. Um, the addition of him versus a guy like Cashman and Hewitt, who I think actually struggled a little bit more this game than people realize, um, is great. Uh, an all-pro player at any position is going to make a massive impact, especially when he's calling the defenses. Um, you wish to have Herndon back for this game, too. It seems like he's not going to play most likely until um, the Jaguars game next week. He's, he sounds pretty doubtful for this game. He's saying week-to-week week with him. Instead of with Mosley, they were saying day-to-day. Day. Um, so really, really big news for Mosley. I really didn't expect him to play this week just based on um, – kind of the tone that Adam Adam Gates was saying where he was saying, you know, he was he was questionable at best for this week. So I was like, okay, questionable at best for this week. You know, that's – or I think he said doubtful at best. So it seemed like he was really not ready to play this week. So um, he just came out and said, I guess, he's our press conference, whatever, interview, and he says, I'm playing Monday night. And if he wants to play, I'm sure he's going to play. So um, really, really big news for that Jets defense. Um, like I said, with how they're playing right now versus good teams with not a lot of talent, you add him to that, you know, you, you, get, you get Avery Williamson back potentially next year, even if you don't. Just with just adding Mosley, who shut up the Bills for what about, about three quarters and totally went out. He went out and it was game over for the Jets defense. Um, adding him to a defense who's already been playing well. And then next year you look at the defense. You add a corner or two. You add an outside linebacker. Watch out, uh, Greg Williams comes back because you add those guys to this defense. Uh, it could be scary because they're playing well right now already. And now versus a Patriots defense or offense who's been struggling a little bit, who has Josh Gordon potentially not playing, uh, who Edelman's banged up. You have Dorsett who's a little bit banged up. Um, some offensive the offensive lines in shambles. Now you had Mosley to, to that front seven. It's going to be a – just have a chance this game. That's all I'm going to say. But um, just uh, recapping three more plays of the, of, the, uh, of the Bell game, of the Eagles game, then I'll get into the Cowboys game. Um, just want to uh, highlight Le'Veon Bell a little bit, who I think was uh, fantastic. He worked his ass off. And this is just – this is just a play of him just showing how hard he works, really. Um, this is the one play I didn't love from him um, on a screen pass. Third and 18, you're really not going to get there. And he's trying to hurdle guys. Uh, I would like him to be a little bit more cautious here, but you have to, to, to just love the way that, that he plays. And you, got, you get scared like right there when his legs start splitting there. You don't want to tear a groin. Um, but the guy, he's just, he's, he's seriously been absolutely fantastic for the Jets, both in the media, on the field. Um, everything, you know, telling people not to doubt the Jets to show up at the games and everything. It's, it's been really great. Um, another dump off to him um, here. I think this is the one where he spins out of like a tackle. Yes. So Juke's a guy. <laughs> he's impressive, man. Juke's a guy that the fall down, really puts his hand on the ground to spin another guy, breaks that tackle, and then it breaks almost another tackle. It takes four guys to take him down right there on a, on a simple dump off on first and ten. Um, he's being hammered, and it helps that Donald's back, and he's getting less touches now. He's going to be more uh, fresh, which is which – is, it really is great. So um, another play right here, and I say his effort. Um, and this is the last one of this game. And then uh, we'll go on to the, uh, to the Cowboys game. Swing. And, again, a lot of running backs right here. Okay, I think he put. I think I think it's the first down. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know if it's the first. Yeah, it looks like a first down right here. Okay, I have the first down. I'm gonna run out of bounds. Bell, nope. I don't just run out of bounds. I I'm gonna plant. I'm gonna plant my foot, stiff arm the crap you, toss you like a child, and then and then you know run forward. He went out. He went out of bounds like here. But I love just that. That gains just another half a yard, and it's so fantastic to see how hard he plays. So I had to give credit for him for this for this Eagles game because he worked his ass off. Um, what I'm going to do now is because so um, as you guys have noticed Marcus Coleman hasn't really been on the show 
Um, at this point, I think he's just too busy. Uh, he might stop by a few times a year, but he's no longer the the the, the co-host. Of, you know, officially, I guess I, I suppose I'm going to call it now. Um, he's not the co-host anymore. Maybe he'll stop by a few times a year. Maybe we'll have Eric McMillan come on. Maybe for a defensive line, maybe we'll have TJ Barnes come on. Uh, we'll have Kyle Smith on sometimes if I record the show at night. The problem is I work at night. He works during the day. Um, and I have to record the shows during the day. So um, what I'm going to do because of that, I had Michael Nania, who is awesome, uh, helps me out whenever I, I need him. He actually made a new intro for us. So to recap the Cowboys game, we're going to do the new intro, which is kind of the same intro, but it's a little bit different. So I just wanted to give credit to Nani. I didn't, you know, he sent it to me during the show. Um, he sent it to me literally just two seconds ago, but I did want to, uh, to, to, to play it um, because it is, it is great. I think I did this right. Hold on. Take the belt, go deep. Anderson's out there. This is going to go the distance. Stiff arms of crap out of Draco Patrick right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive the line, beating the double team, multiple moves stacked into one. Just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. And you are – I'm kidding. So, great job by Nania. Uh, just, just editing a little bit right there, throwing in that bomb to, to Anderson, which is – it's going to be, uh, you know, probably the top play of this year, if not one of the top plays of this year um, at, at the minimum. So, uh, great job by him. I really, really do appreciate that. So, I want to give him some credit for doing that new intro. Um, he's, he's a savage. I definitely like that. So, um, so I'm getting a bunch – Apparently there's polls down in my town. And I'm getting texts from my work. I don't, I don't know. I'm finishing the show. So uh, 24 to 22 win. Uh, fantastic. Uh, the, the offense looked a lot better. Shocker. It was funny. People were coming out after the game and saying the offense took more deep shots and were more aggressive, you know, and they were shocked. Uh, how, how are you shocked? Like you didn't expect the offense to be more aggressive with a capable quarterback than a guy who doesn't deserve to be on a roster at this point. He's cut. He's not on a roster. Um, it, it's crazy. Now there are some problems with this game, but we're going we're gonna to recap a lot of different things. Uh, it's going to be a, a fun, it's going to be another two hours. This, this show is definitely going to be a, a, a long one, but um, you guys deserve it. Uh, I, I think, you know, I'm not going to cut short on plays. Um, it's a three, four hour, five hour show. I, I think you guys will want to listen and watch because it, good football was played. Um, there were some plays that were made that should have, that shouldn't have been made. There were some plays that shouldn't have been made that were made, you know, whatever. Uh, there were some penalties that shouldn't have been called. There were some plays that Donald should have been better. You know, we're going to recap everything. Uh, you're going, it's, it's going to be cut and not, you know, cut and dry. I'm not, I don't, I don't bend around corners or anything like that. Um, you know, it's – or cut corners, I guess you should say. Not bend around corners. I don't know where that came from. But, uh, yeah, we're going to recap everything. I have about 52 plays for you guys. So, uh, strap in. Uh, maybe you want to listen to the Eagles. Now you're going to pause it and listen to this the, the next half. But I'm sure people are just fast-forward past the Eagles. But I thought it was important not to just ignore uh, the biggest plays of a game and some things that I thought were wrong um, with some of the narratives, false narratives out there. But um, for the first time of the season – of the, at least the regular season, hopefully again this week. Um, when the Jets win, we start off with studs. It's, uh, it's crazy. We're starting with studs. It's, uh, hopefully this, this occurs a lot more. Like I said, six more wins, baby. I get that $500. I, I need that badly. And hopefully they can win this game. I predicted two and four of the last over the first six games with everybody healthy um, because it's a brutal schedule. If they can pull it out with everything that, that's, that's happened to them two and four, 
with our schedule going forward, man, watch out. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. This should be a huge win against the Patriots, but we have to get into um, like I said, my third stud um of the game. Which is uh Jamal Adams. Um eight tackles, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection. People might freak out. Oh my god, how is he your how is he your third? Who is second? Who is first? You know, I think people know who my first is. Who is my second? Um he was definitely great this game. Um, he, all pro, you know, level play this game. He was absolutely fantastic. There was just a group in front of him that I thought was just really, really good uh, for sure, especially for what they're expected. Uh, Adams was was fantastic though, um, in the same in the you know in the same breath. So uh, let's see what plays I have of him. I have about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so uh, let's see. Let me organize this a little bit better. Okay, so first play pass. Deflection, uh, third and two, man coverage um, here. He's he's on the number three weight, and the the Cowboys go uh, three by one gun set, and he's in man coverage. He's playing like you know not not really necessarily soft. He's more of like a like a squat defender. He's just playing off man. I'm not really gonna call him soft press because he's not really pressing. Um, as Jarwin obviously takes you know one two steps upfield, uh, get even, and then breaks inside. Uh, you know you have Adams who is staying square to him. And then, uh, as expected, and Jamal Adams is a smart guy, third and two. You have two guys with a pretty close split right here. Are, is it going to be a pick in the NFL? Uh, if you're studying this, this offense, most likely. You definitely have to look for it, even if it you know, uh, doesn't happen. You definitely have to look for it. And in my mind, that, that's why he's backing up, and he just doesn't just shoot right to it. Uh, that's why he's playing off because you don't want to play in the same – if you're going to play on the same level, he's going to pick you. Um, so this gives you a kind of an option to go underneath and over top. And he sees the the pick coming. <clears throat> he backs up. He confirms it right here. Um, and people say that they don't think he looked. I, I think he definitely saw it because you could see him kind of bend it a little bit more. You see, so if he, if he was – if this was to not be here, he just broke straight to it, I believe. Um, this is just coming through through film studying what I've seen. Um, he's gonna he's gonna break straight straight to him straight to that near hip. He sees this coming, and that's why you see his, his angle bend a little bit right there. So smart pickup by him. He, he, you know, listen, um, elite athleticism. He his acceleration is absurd. It is absurd to, to close this ground right here. Um, it's very very good. Uh, good recognition. Uh, good pre snap alignment. Playing off instead of press. Um, which kind of it makes it easier for the for the guy who's going to do that rubber out and good playing the ball. Listen, which actually honestly the throw should be better. The, the, the throw should be here so he could kind of tuck the ball or, or pull the ball away from him, but it's inside. Adams recovers and does exactly what you're supposed to do. His eyes never go to the quarterback, as you can see. They're they're on they're on the ball. They're on the rece- on the uh, the tight end. His right arm goes around him, which, like I said, you're supposed to do. You don't want him to break the tackle and you not to get the ball, uh, not to, uh, not to make the tackles. Even if he does, you know, get the ball, uh, okay, you made the tackle, now it's first down, whatever. But you don't want him to break off another 15, 20 yards. But what does he do? Like I always say, if you're beat, you can't see the ball. Either attack the hands or attack through the hands. Um, up through, you know, that, that triangle, you have the ball, you have the, you know, you have the elbows, so it's like a triangle. You attack through that. So um, when they try to pull the ball in, your hand is there, and it pulls into the hand. The ball gets knocked out. That's why you have a lot of guys who try to pull the ball away, and they extend. You see a lot of guys like DeAndre Hopkins who catch the ball and, and turn their body uh, and, and pull the ball away, um, and they never bring it to the body. That's exactly why they do that. Really good receivers, really, really good throws lead to that. Wasn't the best throw, but he's able to get his hands in between, and as you see him as he's trying to pull it in, um, which he goes to readjust this right here. It looks like because his, his actually his elbow gets hit by, by Jamal Adams' helmet, 
so his hand comes off of it, but he's also not able to bring it in because he shoots his hand through it right there. Boom, big, big play on third and two from, from Jamal Adams right there. So uh, really, really good play. Uh, next play by Jamal Adams. Let's see, run stuff. Uh, let's see. These are plays. I think I think like past. I want to put up like thirty plays. I still have to put up like I'm gonna try to put up like the rest today, which is twenty three plays. So after you listen, if you listen really quickly, I'm gonna have these plays on Twitter too, as you know, as soon as possible. I'll finish it. If not by tonight, then by tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll only have like maybe five to ten plays to put up. Um, but right here, you you have man coverage um, from Jamal Adams on you know Witten. And Jamal Adams sees him flex inside. It's most likely going to be a run. It comes through film study, just his awareness, his smarts of the game. And he sees the, the split block coming. Um, he confirms that, obviously, by, uh, you know, you have Witten, who's working as a sifter underneath. He sees the handoff coming from uh, Prescott to, to Zeke. So now he doesn't have to worry about Witten. He's going to leave his man. And he's going to fill the gap that's there, that, that A gap. Um, you have Zeke, who sees it, tries to cut backside. And Jamal Adams is going to uh, dive for the tackle along with Phillips, who does a, a good job right here taking on that uh, that sifter. He takes him on with his inside shoulder. You don't want to you don't want him to to get in to you know to get to your outside shoulder and you know seal you inside just in case he does uh, cut the run back. Now you're now you're stuck inside when you're supposed to be in that outside uh, outside leverage. So good job by him uh, taking on the inside shoulder of the uh, of the sifter, the split block, and uh, Jamal Adams makes the tackle along with Phillips, who you know. He doesn't make the tackle anyway, but he, he helps bring him down at the at the end right there. So good job by by Adams with his really quick processing um, on that play uh, right there. Next few plays are with him uh, as well. There's, there's a couple of plays I'll go with the, with the with other groups um, of the defense that will include Adams as well. It just wasn't necessarily his play. I try to put it to the guy who made the best play of those players. Um, this is one play of the game where I really do think he he wants this play back. Um, he's playing with inside leverage against uh, Jason Witten. He does a good job staying square. You see how he's square? This is what I talk about. Now, he's a little, his, his hips are a little bit angled off. That's because of the leverage. If he was more over top, he'd, he'd, be, he'd look even more square, but he's, he's, in, he's maintaining inside leverage, maybe because it's, it's cover one, uh, cover zero. He doesn't have any help inside, um, regardless of whatever it might be. Um, but he, he stays square. He breaks well with Witten as he, as he bends his route to the outside, uh, trying to get vertical around uh, Adams. Adams gets his hands on. You have Witten who chops the arms down, so good job by Witten. But he's in a good position right here. He's in, he's in trail. Uh, Witten is not going to outrun him. Jamal Adams can jump higher than he can. He he he's not in a bad position in, in trail right here. But what happens is you see him. He's I'll, I'll play in full speed. He lets up a little bit here. He does not think he's getting the ball. You know you hope the defensive line would get there, but you, you see him let up right here. His body's straight up. Um, he thinks the play is over right here. Witten breaks back on this uh, comeback, whether it be a design comeback or Witten was adjusting to, to Dak Prescott scrambling. Um, good play by Witten. Jamal Adams is caught off guard, and he you know trips. He's not in good position, and now he's beat for a, uh, a, a comeback. But that's because you know Adams gave up on the play. Um, not, Adams does not give up on many things. This, this is a mental lapse. Like you, see, you run, see him run full speed and see him come up right here. Now he gets beat. That sucks. Um, you have to play to the to the whistle, and that's very rare for Adams. If there was one play this game he wants back, I can almost guarantee you that, guarantee you that is the 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 one. He had really good coverage. He just he stopped running with him, which uh, is unfortunate. But uh, next play of Adams can't leave unblocked. Yeah, backside. I don't know why teams don't adjust to this. 
Um, for linebackers, you could do this because they're not as fast as Adams. They don't have the, you know, the athleticism, the, the fluidity, the acceleration, the top-end speed that Adams has. You can't leave him unblocked on plays. Now, now if, if, it's a, if it's a crack toss and you're really aiming for the outside of that, of that uh, tackle or even outside the tight end, wherever it may be, and you're really trying to get outside or jet sweep, yeah, maybe. Any, anything mid-zone, this is, this is looking like a mid-zone run. Um, but based on the track and how the offensive linemen are blocking, you cannot leave leave them unblocked. Now, uh, in linebackers, you could do it. You know, um, inside zone, they'll, they'll typically you know have a guy chip the the, the backer on the backside. Um, and for Adams, you definitely can't do it for inside zone. But they figured, okay, mid mid zone, we could do that. It's a little bit wider of a track, uh, wider of a of a gap you're trying to attack. At least the primary read, so you could you could run away from him um, without leaving him blocked. But if you if if your gap is that is that B gap that C gap. Um, with mid zone, you know, you, you have, it's usually flexibility between the C and the, and the D gap, depending on the defensive lineman's, uh, you know, alignment, but um, you can't leave him unblocked if there's a potential cutback, you know, and that, that's what happens. You have, um, you have a good uh, edge set right there by Jordan Jenkins, who, who creates some push. You have Cashman who, who fills the, uh, the, the C gap as well. You have uh, Q who's, who's winning that, uh, what is it? The, the B gap. And Zeke has a cutback, and Jamal Adams makes a tackle. I don't know why people are doing this. You, you cannot leave him unblocked. It's just it's it's uh it's dumb at, at this point in in his career. He's just shown it too many times that he has really good recognition paired with elite you know uh, acceleration. It's it's going to be really hard to um, to leave him unblocked and, and have a successful play unless you are you're really trying to get outside. Um, this is the play where. In my opinion, and like I said, I'm going to be fair. Uh, just like I, I remember Austin Safarian Jenkins, that, that catch that wasn't a catch against the Patriots or it was the Panthers, whatever game it was, or the Bucks. I, I forget what game it was. Um, there was a catch. Everybody thought it was it was a catch, and based on the rules, I didn't think it was a catch, and I, I came out and said it. I'm not going to just be a Jets homer. I, I want to be with you know as real with you guys as I possibly can. I don't think this is pass interference on, on the offense. Um, now, if – if he was to, if this receiver, the outside receiver, obviously they're running a rub. If this receiver is to run directly into into Adams, um, any any any, you know, and you could see that he was, you know, intentionally doing it, yes. And it was just intentional, yes. That's not what I mean. I'm saying if you if you see him like, you know, really like squaring up Adams or dropping a shoulder to Adams, this this could be an over route. You know, it, it, technically, let's say you're supposed to make it look like a route. He runs vertical. He he. If you really look, he he bends inside. He's not really bending too much into Adams. He's trying to get inside of of May. At least that's what he's making it look like he does. Adams runs into him and runs into May. They run into each other. It's it's a it's a it's a cluster, you know, right there. I'm not gonna say the next word. I say some curses. I don't know if you have around kids. I don't want to say the next word, but I don't think this is a pick. I, I think that on this play, um, what they should have they should have called was was an automatic switch. Uh, you're near the goal line. It's third and goal. A lot of teams run pick plays. If this guy breaks out, I take the guy. You know, I take the uh, the the guy who's breaking inside. They have to, they have to be prepared um, for this. We are taking first guy in. This is the first guy in. He's bending inside. This is the first guy out. There should be an automatic switch here. It's not called. I don't know if that's a miscommunication between Adams. I don't know if that's not an automatic call in the situation. Greggling's defense, but either way, um, they have to prepare better for this. So this should be a, this should have been a touchdown for the Cowboys. If if I'm being honest, I I think it was a. Uh, let's see. Watch. You'll you'll see him here. See, see, you see that diagram by Tony Romo? If he ran to him and blocked him, yes, it's a pick. He bends inside. Look, May, May jams him 
which leads to him running into Adams. This is not on the receiver. I, I think that was a bad call, to be honest. Uh, they're beat for a touchdown. So it's something you have to adjust to. Um, next play. Uh, two more plays of Adams, and then I'll go into my next stud, and then I'll go into the first stud of the game. So um, this is the penalty on Adams on first and 27, where I think it was like two consecutive penalties on the Jets, two consecutive penalties on the Cowboys, and they, they went up on first and 27 on like uh, the Jets' 30-yard line right here. Um, and this was you know late in the fourth quarter, and they needed to stop them here, uh, obviously in the two-point conversion. Uh, to, to win this game, and this is a crap call. Listen, Adams breaks one of the ball. He stays over top. He he he. You know he gets to the tight end first. You don't want to just go after the ball. You want to make sure you have him just in case. You know, let's say you do miss the ball, and then, um, you know if he, if he was to miss the ball, you don't want to obviously not not be on him as well to make the tackle. Like I said, you see how his arm is wrapped around. That's perfect technique. You can't not wrap that arm around. Just go for the ball unless you're one thousand percent sure you have the interception. Um, which he might have, honestly, if he bent it inside here and just went for the ball, he might have just had that pick right here. But he plays it safe. Um, he's going after the ball. They're both playing the ball. He, he doesn't really affect. He, he affects Witten a little bit because he's, he's going for the ball. If he wasn't going for the ball and just and just hit Witten, then yeah, it's pass interference. But you have to allow Adams to make a play on the ball. If he wasn't to do this, if he wasn't to to get onto Witten and make a play on the ball, what is he supposed to do? Hesitate and let Witten catch it, then tackle him? No. If he's going for the ball. If there's contact between the guys, it is what it is. You have to allow him the chance. If he didn't do this, it's 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 a completion. Witten has really good hands, even for a guy who retired for a year. He's a good player still. So makes a pass deflection, flag flies in, uh, crap call on Adams. He so they got bailed out uh, before or with the illegal pick that shouldn't have been, but they got a crap call right there. So everything it was easing itself out. You hear a bunch of Cowboys fans. Oh, we have injuries. We're missing Mosley. We're missing, you know. Uh, Missing another inside linebacker. We're missing, you know, a, a starting left tackle in the game. We had a Cashman go down. Like, we have a Noonwai out. We have Herndon out. Like, don't give me that crap. Oh, we're missing our tackles. Like, you still have Zach Barney. You still have Frederick. You still have guys who are capable of black here. So, don't, don't give me that crap about injuries. I, I you know, it, it is what it is. We've, we've endured a, a, a lot of injuries this year in mono, like, with our starting quarterback. So, it's a soft play by the Cowboys fans who are calling out the Jets and saying how easy of a win and a bounce-back game is going to be. Well, uh, you guys, another thing coming when Sam Donald comes back. And uh, by the way, huh, let's see if I could – I don't know if I have this still. Um, oh, yeah, I wish I did it. I don't know if you guys can see this. You can pause it and see it. But uh, group chat between my couple of my Jets friends. I, I said it. What did I say? Final 27-23 Jets. Uh, my friends are saying, I wish and all this crap. Uh, I, I called that they're going to win this game. This is the one of the games. I don't know if you guys remember we did a schedule prediction. I said this is the one of the games I feel like the Jets can win because the uh, the, the Cowboys are built from the interior. So in the Jets, you have strength against strength, where if they were built like more of a spread team, I would be worried. I, I thought they could win this game. I, uh, I called the win, uh, and I'm happy about it. So toot my own horn, damn straight. I was happy about this win um, for sure. So let's see the last play of Adams, I believe. Oh, yeah, well, we know what this is. They just had that play, and then the next play uh, is the game, <laughs> the game uh, deciding play, um, which is a really, really, really good disguise by the Jets defense and, and Greg Williams. Adams, I don't know if this is on Adams, if if he was coached to do this, if it's on Greg Williams, we'll just give it 50-50 split because I, I think it's Adams, honestly. Um, so what what they do, and I, there's another, I think it's Dan Orlovsky explained this as well on Twitter. And there's sometimes where like, I see stuff, I'm like, oh, that's a really good point. And then he says it first. I'm like, damn it, now people are thinking I, I stole it. But regardless, whatever, I, I think I proved myself enough. But based on blocking schemes, if they thought Adams was going to blitz here, they're most likely going to go, they're, they're going to go man, man, man. They'd have, they'd have, uh, 
they'd, I always, I always forget which ones. But, uh, they had, they'd have Martin on Adams. They'd have uh, 69 on, on, the, on, uh, on, uh, you know, whoever this is right here. I think it's maybe it's Quentin Williams. And then maybe they have uh, 82 in here to, to chip and release. Um, but they don't because Adams disguises it so well. So, um, they think that this tight end is going to be able to, to grab Adams and Adams is going to blitz to the outside. Uh, but Adams does a really, really good job disguising it until the absolute. So he has, he has like a conundrum here where he has to disguise it. But at the same time, he's blitzing the A-gap. He has to make sure he's in the A-gap quick enough to, that it doesn't close up and get to Prescott. So that's why he starts shuffling inside um, at the perfect time. He timed the snap well. Like I said, that elite acceleration. Uh, he ends up tripping right there on Frederick, who honestly it looks like he, he does that on purpose. Uh, which is a smart play by Frederick. If he doesn't trip him right here, he probably just deflects the ball right here, and it's not even a, a question. But elite athleticism, elite acceleration, hits Prescott, and I almost shit my pants right here. When I saw May, you know, doing this, and you see May like kind of kind of move him, and and there's like you know May throws his hands up. I, I thought that ref was gonna throw that flag in there. I was gonna lose it. Um, thank you, did it. Thank God I didn't. Listen, the, he's bodying him up. You know, we have Witten boxing him out, and Witten throws his elbow into his face. Um, and he's fighting for the ball. That, it was really close to being called, I'm sure. They didn't, they, with all the penalties, they didn't want another game being decided by that right there. Um, I really thought that was going to get called. I almost crapped. Uh, but really good design by Adams and, and blitz by uh, Greg Williams, who has balls. This is uh, cover zero. There's, no, there's nobody. It's, it's straight man across the board. You have five on five with a blitz, and you're depending on Adams, your best player on defense, to get there. He gets there. Um, you have Prescott who has to fade away from the throw and he gets hit as he's just releasing the ball. It, the ball falls short. So um, the, maybe that's a reason why, too, that they didn't call it. If the ball was a little bit higher right here and this is happening, maybe it's a, pa- maybe it's a pass interference. Maybe they thought this was uh, it was an uncatchable ball right there. So they, they gave the Jets one right there. So thank God they didn't call it. Thank God Adams got there. Uh, that was ridiculous. And we'll talk about it later. The Jets had to clean stuff up. Uh, being up, what, 21-3 and letting them come back and being a 24-22 to game, that's unacceptable. You have to close teams out. They have to close teams out better. If they close out the Bills better, you know, minus the injuries, minus, uh, you know, Mosley, um, you know, being out, they have to close the game. You, you, you have to. You can't, you can't keep having these close games. If you're up, you know, if you're up, let's say, 27 to 14 on the, on, on the Patriots this week, and you let them get it to 26, 27, they have a two-point conversion, whatever it may be, you, you, you better bet on the, on the Patriots making those plays. You have to do it versus good teams. You have to close them out. It should have been – it should have been a, a – it should have been a uh, not as close of a game. Uh, there were some penalties and things like that that delayed the Jets. And you had long drive from the Cowboys to running the ball. The Jets only had a few possessions. Um, like I said, that you had like holding calls and things like that that really stunted those drives, which we'll show. Um, but great game by Adams, uh, for sure. Uh, best player on defense, you know, maybe second plus player, uh, best player on defense, either him or Mosley. But I, I think he is the best. I don't know. It, him and Mosley are like one and one, uh, one, and one A, one A, one B, whatever you want to call it. Um, well, number two. Um, stud of the game, which is going to we're going to have quite a few plays from from these guys, and they and they deserve it. But the the defensive line in, in general, and I know that the uh, Cowboys started to run more on the Jets, and I think in the fourth quarter it was a little bit of them being tired. I also think it's a little bit of the overall the defense being a little bit over aggressive at sometimes, uh, where they're trying to make some plays instead of kind of saying uh, shoot to their gaps and things like that. I saw that hurt them a little bit. Um, them getting a little bit gassed, to be completely honest. Um, the linebackers definitely hurt them, but. Overall, still they made a they made a ton of plays in this game, and you're gonna see a bunch of guys involved in a lot of these plays. Um, the number one guy of that defensive line, he he should almost get my number one stud of the game, uh, Florenzo Fadokasi. Man, he was a beast this game, and I showed it on film 
you know, in the preseason, he was lighting guys up in the preseason, Giants game, whatever game it was. He was really, really doing really, really well. Um, and he showed again this game, you know, four tackles. Um, I have four plays of, of him I'm going to show. And like I said, there's multiple guys, you know, involved in these plays, but I just try to mark down who was the most impactful of these plays. Um, and he is, I believe right here, he's the uh, four eye uh, to the strong side of this. You know, you have a 12 personnel tight end wing right there. I'll, I can't see the rest of this. So I'm not going to call it, but um, right here, he gets into the, to, into the right tackle. Good leverage. Um, gets good leverage right here. Is that him? Yeah, okay, see? Uh, so gets his hands inside, maintains his outside leverage at first. He sees the runs going away. He, he shifts his body to get inside. You use some circular force right here, paired with lateral steps, gets, gets him more heads up, scrapes in line of scrimmage just like he's supposed to do. And the really good thing about this too is you see some of the strength where he transitions from two hands, turns his body. Now when he's turning his body, um, he's going to work from that instep of the back foot right there, almost like a uh, – we call it like a pillar. So he's like that, that inside pillar right there um, where he's using that long arm. So now he frees up the right side of his body um, while really bracing off of this, uh, off of that right foot right there, scrapes on the line of scrimmage, sees the running back cutting through that lane, makes a tackle. Boom. Uh, really, really good play by, by Fado Kassi on that play. And like I said, this gives the Jets some flexibility. Listen, if Leonard Williams doesn't want to sign for eight, nine, $10 million, we have Fado Kassi. We have Phillips as more of like a, a D end outside linebacker type who could fill in some of these roles. Do you really need Leo? No. If he wants to sign for a good contract, great. Uh, but if not, you dump that eight, nine, $10 million or whatever Leo's going to get $13 million right into cornerback, you know? So it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting how they see um, how they, how they play that situation for sure. Maybe they trade them for a third or fourth round pick this year. If they don't get, any, if they don't get a fourth, I, I think you don't do it. Uh, a fourth or, or a third, I'm definitely willing – I'll probably be willing to do it unless they, you know, are working on a contract. If they're working on a contract now and, and, or they're talking about it and he's saying, no, I'm not going to sign for anything less than $12 million, get rid of them. If he's saying, yeah, 8 $9 million and they offer a third or fourth, do you do it? Maybe, maybe not. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky situation. I don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. I would like to know. I can comment on it more, but obviously I, I, uh, I cannot. So – um, moving on to the next play of uh, Fadakasi. Let's see. Florenzo, I think is his first name. I just, it's just easy to call him like Foley Fadakasi or Fadakasi, whatever. Um, nice play from him here too. Let's see where he is. He's the three-tech. Okay, yeah. Three-tech right here. Or actually, you call that a loose three, call that a four-eye. I'm going to call that more of a four-eye than a three. Three would be more like his head here. Um, a wide three would be like him, his head here. When his head starts getting to the inside hip of the tackle, that's when he starts going four eyes. So he's a four eye right here. And again, good leverage. You have the uh, – honestly, the right tackle doesn't have bad feet right here. Uh, nice small steps. The small steps are good. Work on the insteps. Um, you don't like the punch how it's wide. See this load up and, and wide punch? That's not good. That's why uh, Fadokasi is able to get into his chest. He bowls him back. Um and he plays run to he plays the he plays the run first here. He sees that it's a pass. The ball is not uh, getting handed off to to uh, to Zeke. Bull, pull. So it's a bull. You call it a bull jerk. I, I call this a bull jerk into an arm over. Bull, jerk, jerk, lateral uh, with that with that circular force right there. So you're already pushing him back. Now you're throwing. Now you're using that circular force to get him out of the gap that you want to get into, or get him away from the gap you want to get into. Arm over. You have uh, Zach Martin right here. He's going to try to assist uh, with his right arm while his left arm is actually on Leo. He tries to like almost like wrench him right here. Like I said, you put that, you put that, uh, that right arm or the inside arm um, 
or it could be the outside arm too, but the, the arm that the defensive line is closest to, and then you try to get it a hand in the back. You, you try to like almost like circular force, like, like with your, uh, with your core muscles and try to turn them back inside almost. And I'll, we'll, I'll show you good examples of that when it happens and better examples, but he tries to do that. He has really good power to penetrate through that gap. Um, keep rushing through it. Could have been most likely a holding call gets a, uh, a hit on, on Dak who got rocked this game by the Jets defensive line. The ball is high because of it. Um, and it's a drop. So good, good play by Foley right there. Next play of him. Play number 19 of the game. Like I said, I got 52 plays, so buckle down. Um, we have a lot of plays to go through this game, especially with Darnold. There's <laughs> quite a few. So uh, there would be some few. There would be plays like where I wish I could go like 10 minutes into one play. Uh, I think the podcast being five, six hours would be a little bit too long. Um, but, you know, I try to r- run through stuff and give you a general idea, at least a pretty good idea. There might be some stuff I get even more into um, at times, but maybe there's a time and a place for it. So, uh, again, another really good play by Fadokasi. Uh, one tech right here. Uh, Cowboys go uh, I formation. You have the wing to the left. Um, 22 personnel. Uh, this is a third and one play. Yeah, third and one play. And you have him who you have, you have Fadokasi who's responsible for the um, – for the backside a gap on this, on this play, you're going to have a gap. He's mostly has the a gap, B gap. Uh, I don't know exactly what he's doing. He probably C gap. So usually on these plays, it's not really two gapping. It's a lot of just penetrating and, and being responsible for one gap. Regardless, you have Fadokasi again, gets low, gets his hands on Frederick. Again, these are, this is a, this is an all pro center who, who he's doing that. I think he's all, I think he's made it all pro. He's one of the best centers in the league, regardless gets under him circular force pushes him by he literally lifts almost like he like lifts him off the ground throws him aside gets his elbow over which you get that elbow over it's a, it's going to be harder for him to work back you know in, into your body um and he's his power to just work through the 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 block of uh of the uh of the left guard right here works through both of those guys he's right here right in zeke's face he makes the tackle along with uh Quinn and Williams, who I'll show in a different view. You have Jamal Adams right here who makes a good play. Um, he knows the run is coming. Um, he sees that the run is going, you know, interior on the other side. Um, and it's going to be a quick hitter play. You have a bunch of guys stacked in the box. He's most likely not going to be able to cut the run back. Um, so he takes on the block of, of Witten um, just to make sure he can control him so he doesn't get washed. And he fills the, 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 uh, the backside B gap. You can see the backside B gap is open. If Adams isn't here, uh, maybe he could shoot forth for, uh, for a first down if Fadokasi doesn't make that play. So good job by Adams seeing that, scraping down the line of scrimmage, taking on the block, um, you know, recognition, awareness, instincts, all the stuff he has, and uh, help and assisting. And you also have Quinn Williams on this play too. Where, like I said, Fadokasi, really, really impressive right here. Good leverage. Um, you know, that, that arm over right there, uh, fighting through the other block. Jamal Adams filling, and you have Quinn Williams too, who right here, again, guy who's not making much of an impact. He's making an impact versus a Pro Bowl guard um, gets inside of him. You see their hands kind of deflect right here. So the right hand, the inside hand of Martin isn't has to get reset. Good job by Martin getting an under right there. You want to get, um, you definitely want to go if you, if you can. If they're bull rushing, you really want to go double unders. And and uh, in this situation, he's going to most likely uh, try to push in the backfield so he goes double unders. And uh, you have Quinn Williams who gets inside, and he, he just has strength. This is just this is just strength. You have Martin who's inside of him, um, and underneath with that inside arm. He has he has not bad position, and he's under this this pad. So Martin actually has good hands right here. It's actually not a terrible play. Now maybe you'd like to see his hips more inside right here and, and really cover the the gaps. So you can't scrape over top, but that's a story for a different day. Um, you have Quinn Williams who is able to extend 
you see how he's like almost like bridging right there. He he extends, which which forces Martin to be a little bit more off balance and lean into uh, Quinn Williams. And he he has this this like club right there, so the, the club with the lateral step. So he's he's fighting against, he's fighting up high, fighting up high, fighting up high. And then you step away from him while you club him, and that's why he, he's going to most likely, let's see if he leans to the right. He's going to probably lean to the right. Yeah, see how he leans to the right? It's because of both of those things. So that, that club, this is like linking your hands and your feet. That club with that step, club with that step, if you do either one of them at a different time, it's not as effective. So really good job by him getting off of that block and getting in on this tackle as well. Uh, good job. You know, you have, you have young interior defensive line for the Jets beating pro ball, all pro guards and, and centers. Uh, nice to see for sure. Um, I have one more play that I thought follow, uh, fully followed Kasi was the biggest uh, contributor of it. And then we have plays from Q that I thought he was the biggest player of it. We have a bunch of stuff. We have a play from Leo. Um, let's see, run stuff right here by Fadokasi. Uh He's right here. You can call him a, you call him a wide three, you call him a four eye, whichever one you want to call him. That's, that's a gray area. It doesn't really matter. Um, I would call him more of a wide three than a four eye here, but it doesn't really matter. So is that funny? Yeah, okay. So so he's scraping down. You see all the zone steps, zone steps by all of them. You see all the same step with the right foot of the offensive lineman. So they have a mid zone to the to the right side. Um, you have a good job by by Jenkins standing up the right guard. I mean sorry, the right tackle. You have a good job by McClendon, who is kind of he doesn't he doesn't reset the line of scrimmage, but he really does hold them up. He doesn't allow a push. You have Adams who fills in, and you have Fado Kasi who's gonna penetrate or work to that. Uh, that backside B gap. He works that backside B gap. Um, he gets his hands inside of the of the uh, of the left tackle. Who's going to try to almost like uh, you know like cut off block him or uh, you know uh, hinge him to the backside. And you have Fadokasi who's able to get his hand inside, like club him, plant, and make the tackle. So good job by by Fadokasi right there. Uh, scraping down the line of scrimmage, keeping his eyes in the backfield, planting when he needs to plant using his hands to, to get off of the, uh, of the block. Uh, McClendon, uh, I thought had a good game. He didn't really make a huge impact in terms of the stat sheet, but overall I, I still think I give him credit for that game. He, he blew up some things in the interior. Uh, Q, uh, really good game. Six tackles, like I said, him making impact versus uh, pro ball interior lineman and pro ball right tackle. You know, last week it's you, – you see what this kid can be. He's, he's going to be a player, I'm telling you. So uh, this, there's a reason I was high on people. Oh, you're high on him. Show me some plays. Like, Got to be patient, and and uh, him making a place he is, it's 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 good. So, um, run stuff between Q Phillips and McClendon. Like I said I, I put this up already. I'm watching it in real time though, so you guys sometimes you have to give me a you know a second to uh, be able to to watch this. But um, you have the left guard right here. You have Q Q uh, who, who is a uh, two eye right here. Again, hands inside, scraping down the line of scrimmage. He resets the line of scrimmage right here. You see how. Uh, he pushes him into the backfield. So, you, you know, I refer to that as resetting line of scrimmage. He resets the line of scrimmage. He lessens the gap that the running back can cut through. Um, he's able to uh, keep his inside arm free. Again, uh, once he starts getting into that, you see him uh, right there. He's working off the end step right there. That's, that's where he's working off the end step. Clears his left arm, tackle. Uh, you also have a good job by McClendon right here, who uh, obviously bends it inside right there, takes on the block of Frederick. He resets the line of scrimmage too. So um, he's not, he's not allowing push. So it, it doesn't help uh, the offensive line define uh, the gap for, you know, guy in Ezekiel Elliott. So he does a good job staying up Frederick. You have also, um, you also have Kyle Phillips 
right here. I believe, yeah, it's Kyle Phillips right here, who is a six tech um, on the right side. And he's able to get in, inside of the right tackle. He has that long arm right there. And then once he sees Zeke, uh, you know, cutting into the inside gaps, he's able to long arm, plant. He most likely pulls with that right arm. Yeah, he's pulling the jersey right there. You see him pulling the jersey right there. Pulls the jersey into an arm over, and he's there for the tackle, but Zeke goes away from it, and you have McClendon, uh, McClendon who's standing up his guy there, and uh, Q, who's uh, pushing his guy all the way into that gap. So good job by the defensive line there overall um, on that run stuff for sure. Next play of Q, which I already showed the one on the goal line stuff as well. Uh, keep that in mind. Um, run stuff, fourth and two. Q and Adams are the biggest uh, contributors to this. Again, this is cute. Like Q is really good with his like knowing like zone steps and like this is it's a designed it's a designed run for the it's it's almost like a um almost called like a boss a boss zone or a lead zone instead of the running back getting the ball. Um, you have uh, it's like an arc block, so it's almost like a arc run, but whatever. Regardless, it's 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 more of like a zone run. Uh, with Zeke blocking the outside. And you have a good job by a few guys here. Uh, first, we'll talk about, I guess, starting from left to right. Good job by Basham right there, who gets his hands inside and really forcing the cutback. If, now, if he was to get – if this offensive line was to get leverage where he's more squared up in a hat on a hat where, where he can control me the right or left, um, then you'd have more of a opportunity for Dak to cut outside, but he resets the line of scrimmage as well and really forces him. He can't cut outside right now. He's going to bounce all the way around. You have Adams, you have guys, you know, flowing to the ball. So he has to cut out, cut inside because of, uh, because of Basham. So good job by Basham. A uh, good job by Adams staying over top two and staying patient and forcing him to cut inside. Uh, you have a good job. Uh, then by, um, Q who works through the backside B gap right here. And I'll show you some of the hand usage here, uh, that it, it's even more impressive. So good job forcing the cutback. Um, but good job by Q. Let's see right here. So again, sees the run coming. Now, is it possible that he's just responsible for the B gap? And there's a guy for the C gap. That's why he's shooting that anyway. Yes, but um, good job flowing with the offensive line, noticing those steps. He's a really good reader of, of offensive lineman steps, really good instincts, uh, smart dude. Um, good job reducing his body. You don't want to give him your chest, so he angles himself off to get to penetrate through that gap. He, almost, he throws it like that rip, but it's not really a rip because he doesn't get under, but he's throwing that elbow to create some separation from him so he can't get into him. And then notice the hands right here. This is really small but, but important. Um, you see the hand go on Martin, and this is all happening within split seconds. This is really just instinctful type stuff. He clears, and, and does he completely move Martin out of the way? No, maybe not. But he, he, he doesn't know if Martin's going to get contacted, so he, he pushes him out of the way to keep himself moving towards the ball. That's impressive. Now, again, he doesn't know if uh, – I think it's what – it's Connor, yeah, Connor Williams. He doesn't know if Connor Williams is going to be in the way. Puts his hand on him to, to club him to get him out of the way. Now, does it – would he been out of the way anyway? Yeah, most likely. But still, really good hand usage in a play right there. Scrapes down, boom, stuff. And uh, great play by, by Q right there. Um, you got to love Q. He's, he's a good – he's a good freaking player, man. So, um, next play, I have two more plays of Q. Uh, play 41. Another uh, – this is, this is just um, – a stunt execution. I haven't put this play up, so I'm definitely unfamiliar to it. I recorded it, but I run through all these plays in six hours and record them, so I, I can't remember everything that happens. Um, yeah, this is a good job by Q. So you have a uh, you have like a you have a TE stunt here where you have him penetrating. You, you you're gonna have him, and you don't want him to get too wide right here because then he's then you have the center who's gonna pass it off to the guard. So you want him to stay relatively close to the to the uh, to the center to, to think that he's actually trying to penetrate to that A gap while while you know Leo is rushing maybe through the B gap. So good job by him staying tight. Um, 
but a really, really nice job. And you'll notice hands right here. It's the hands. So he gets low. Um, so he can almost penetrate through. So he's actually, he is moving. Um, he is moving Frederick right here. So good job staying low. Notice this hand. You notice both hands. So what this hand is doing is he's actually holding him right here, um, which is the rest are not going to call this, but he's holding him right here. You see him link up that arm. So now if he's trying to cut inside, his arm is getting held by Q. So he's, he's not going to be able to, 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 uh, to drop that, that post foot, which this is the post foot. This is the, the kick foot. He's not going to be able to drop that, that post and be able to recover to get to, to Leo. Um, so good job by him right here. And then also another good job with that right hand. So now <clears throat> what's going to happen is if, if this left guard was noticing this, this, pennant, this, uh, this, this stunt coming, he's going to try to basically shoot or, jump, or try to jump Leo and then you know, uh, like almost like cross shove him inside to uh, Frederick and pass it off. But because Q has his hand on him, he's not going to be able to recover and get his hands on Leo to slow him down to allow him to pass it off to Frederick. So good job by him there and here. Really, really good handwork right there on the stunt. So great job by him. What happens? Leo gets the, Leo gets the quarterback hit. Uh, it's an overthrow. So great, great job with his hands on these last two plays. Uh, excellent work by, by Quinton Williams. Um, Next play of Q, run stuff to the last one of him. I think I have a few more plays of defensive line. And then we get to my number one stud. Maybe it's Darnold. Maybe it's somebody else. I don't know. Maybe it's Marcus May. I don't know. Could be whoever. So uh, run stuff. So he is looks like the one tech. Yeah, again. So this is just – this is power again. So they have a um, – Call it, I'm gonna call this. I'm gonna call this an inside zone. It looks like the, the the aiming point is that is this B gap. Uh, good job by Leo right here, maintaining his outside leverage and 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 holding up to make the running back cut back. But it's really it's, it's Quentin Williams too, uh, really who makes this play. Um, as he is, you know, obviously he gets low. You can see him a little bit of a reduction right there. He, he uh, right there that slow turn to reduces to to lessen himself against the uh, the the you know. Where he's the high leg, he's supposed to be the the post. He's gonna push him to him like cross shove lever, whatever. Um, he's supposed to take this over, and then he's supposed to work to the to the linebacker most likely. Um, on this inside zone, it gets blown up. You see Q who throws him out of the way, is able to stand up um, against the block of Martin, able to stop right there. See that hard plan on the right foot right there from Q, and even with like partially getting held, he's able to make that tackle. Good job by. Uh, by Phillips here on the on the backside as well, who gets his hands inside right here and is able to scrape down the line of scrimmage, um, and is able to again like that inside pillar, uh, keep his inside arm free and then tackle uh, Zeke on this play as well with Q. So good job by both those guys there, um, specifically by Q. Also a nice play by Leo. Doesn't it's not something that goes into stat sheet, but he forced the cutback right there. So uh, good job by him. Next guy who I noted, um, oh, is Leo. So I have one. I only have one play, Leo. He's definitely the least impressive of these guys, but he still does make an impact. Like I said, that play right there. You're gonna see this play right here. We have a really nice. Uh, oop, he's a really nice run stuff. So he is the uh, three tech right here on the. Uh, you have a single back, uh, dual tight end, or tight end pair, whatever. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, I have a lot of like formations and stuff. I I, for, I forget them all the time. I could go back and look, but it's single back set, uh, twelve personnel. And you have Leo. Again, he so he sees this this combo block coming. It's a back, it's a backside combo block. I call this a George, or actually, sorry, yeah, uh, yeah, George. So you, you have Charlie George. This would be a Tom. Uh, you can keep going, but uh, this is a George between the backside guard and backside tackle. People can get really really deep into it. Depends on the run play, what it's called, and where they're working to. 
but I, I'm going to call this George for now. It's a little bit more simple, easy to understand. He sees that he sees that block coming, lateral step. He sees it coming. You see him bend inside again, like reducing his body. You don't want to keep your chest clean, or you want to keep your chest clean. You don't want to you want to get two guys working into your chest. So he gets his hands inside, gets nice and low, splits those guys, works in between them both, and then is driving his feet. You see he's working off his see that right here the the instep. The instep. So if it, if his foot, if it, if his legs were, if his leg was like this, you could bend knees. The knee is like a lever point, so you could bend. You can bend a knee. Like like you ever like, like think about like when you're like a kid, or I don't know if you do it now. You're kind of weird, but like when you play that game like with another person, you're extending your feet. If if the if you're locked, if you're, if the foot is locked, the guy's pretty much screwed, no matter how much stronger he is than you. But if it's bent a little bit, you can work against him, and that's when it's a fight. Well, this when you when you when you work on an instep like that, you you can't you look like it almost snap the leg in half if your if your foot is planted correctly. Um, so if your leg is like this, you you could you could force guys back. But it, when you you really want to work for the power of that instep, that midfoot right there, um, which he does because he knows this guy's going to come to him. He's trying to penetrate that uh, that backside B gap, um, which he does, and he holds up versus that. You um, he uh, the running back cuts back, and then you see Leonard Williams. Once this guy clears him and this, this gap gets open a little bit, you're going to see him rip, rip through right there, rips him, lifts him up a little bit. You see that, how it lifts him. I always say rip. You want to really get good control like under that, under that armpit. If you get it really tight and lift him up, that's what it's doing. You're obviously lifting him off the ground. It lifts him off the ground. You, he's not creating any torque right here, any power really. Um, and he's able to make the tackle and, and work past that block. So a really good job by, um, by Leonard Williams right there on, on that run stuff. Next guy who I noted was – um, Kyle Phillips, I showed you, okay, seven tackles, one tackle for loss, QB hit. I have one play of him as well. I showed already a couple of uh, plays where he was impactful, but this is, I guess, uh, the play where he was the most impactful defensive lineman who played it well. So, um, okay. Yeah. So this is, this is really the Jets whole defense. They all just swarm to the ball. You could see all the hats come into this ball. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like they're working to the ball quickly right here. Um, but good job by by Phillips who takes on. You know, like I said, he he got, he does get away with a little bit more because he does work against tight ends more than the other defensive linemen do. He's more of like a four eye five tech outside um, emol type guy. He's not really an interior guy, but um, he uh, he penetrates into the backfield. He gets his hands inside. And he he just works. He's working right to Zeke. He makes Zeke bend it around. He almost gets him. So good penetration by him right there, which forces Zeke to bend it. Um, also a good job by Adam staying outside right here. Um, and Poole takes on the block. He likes to maybe stay a little bit more outside leverage, but he's taking on an offensive lineman, so I'm not going to kill him for it. Um, and then and then Phillips is able to run from behind and, and make the tackle. So good job by him right there. Uh, let's see. Who else did I note? Oh, Jenkins I also put as the uh, – Interesting. Um, so I, I put Jordan Jenkins on the defensive line too. He created some push. He 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 set a good edge. I showed it. I think a couple times here. Um, he had uh, what? Did I put a play of him in here? Hold on, let me see if I did or not. Oh no. Okay. So um, he had. I wrote this wrong or something. I'm sorry, guys. So he had two tackles, one sack, uh, one tackle for loss, three quarterbacks hits. He definitely had a couple of huge hits on Prescott. Like I said, all these guys, Phillips did, Hewitt did, Jenkins did, Leo did, Q did, uh, 
Press Prescott was getting rocked this game, so uh, it was good to see some some uh, some penetration and some some pressure on the quarterback. That's for that's for sure. So, um, but that's it, I guess. Let's see. Uh, I, I put one more play in here, I guess, for whatever reason. Oh yeah, I don't know what's going on. I I screwed this up somehow. Uh, whatever. So my number one set of the game, which hold on, give me two seconds, really quick. All right, and uh, going to the number one. Sorry, I had to. Uh, Use the uh, men's room. That's what happens when you're doing a podcast for about uh, three hours now ish. <laughs> um, so yeah, Sam Sam Darnold, uh, really nice to have him back, Mister. Uh, the the gang spleen, the the mono, all the stuff that was all jokes and, and fun for everybody else. It was miserable for Jets fans. It was so nice to see him back and hearing that he's coming back this game and him to come back in, in the way he did and you know his his pocket movement, his vision, his reads, keeping his eyes downfield, his going through reads and progressions really, really quickly, pre-snap reads, hot reads, uh, pre-snap to post-snap, throwing off platform, his accuracy, his zip, the quick release, the movement uh, was all just ridiculous. It, it, he, was, he was really good. Uh, there, there's a player, too, where I'll, I'll, I'll talk about. We could have gotten better. Um, <clears throat> and I think at, by the end of the season – I think people will be talking to him as a top 10 quarterback or nearing that top 10 quarterback range. And he'll still need to improve. You know, he's going to be 22 this season ends. He's not as good as he's going to be at 22 as he is 23. He's not going to be as good as at 23 as he is at 26, you know. So he has some room for development. But this was the continuation of what Donald was, you know, at the end of last season. And it was so weird to see him week one breaking down that film and doing the show, seeing him missing throws and missing reads and taking checkdowns and those guys open underneath and it, our open uh, intermediate instead of underneath. And it was explained by him having mono and him also uh, most likely having strep throat apparently as well, which is kind of crazy. He's playing like that, but uh, you know, um, this was a continuation of that Texans game of that Packers game, uh, you know, to a, to a lesser extent, the, the bills game and the Patriots game. So uh, <clears throat> really, really good job uh, by him. I don't have any plays. I'm just kidding. Uh, 23 of 32, 338 yards, uh, 10.6 yard per average, which per throw, that's not, even, that's not an average, that's not an average completion. That's per throw. Uh, obviously 92 yards helps, but 10.6 yards average is more than the Jets gained like in one play all the entire time that Falk was here and people are like, oh my God, yeah, like I said, I'm shocked that the offense is so much more aggressive. Like how, how does, how does that shocking? It's, they, have a, they have a quarterback who's actually good. So um, two touchdowns, one pick. Like I said, let's see how many plays I have of him. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Buckle down. Um, my voice is already starting to go a little bit. I could feel it. <clears throat> so by the end of this, and then need some uh some of that coffee. So something warm, tea, uh, whatever. So this is nice to see. It is really nice to watch Donald again. Thank God. This is this is so much better for me. It's like as soon as the film came out, I got it done like five, six hours. I was like, thank you, Jesus. I get to watch Donald again because this is the Donald that we're gonna see going forward. He's gonna have a bump in the road. Um, understand this week that he's playing the best defense in the NFL. Is he gonna look as, as good as he did against the Cowboys? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he looks just as good, but he doesn't as produce as much numbers. Maybe he throws a pick. You know, you, you don't know. Um, but you know, seeing the stress coming up with the Bengals and the Giants and the, the Redskins and the Dolphins, it just uh, he's going to explode. And I, uh, I'm really excited for this guy moving forward. There's a reason he's my number one quarterback. There's a reason I said he could be top three quarterback in the league. Um, I really do believe that. So um, 
what he's doing. He's the best quarterback of his draft class right now. It's not even close, in my opinion. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is an interesting guy with his feet and his legs and what he could do for that offense. But in terms of actual quarterbacking, um, he's hot and cold. Josh Allen is a little better than I expected, but he's hot and cold, uh, extremely hot and cold. He threw a lot of dumb picks when he played the Patriots. He just chucks the ball up when he's under pressure at times. Um, you have you have Baker Mayfield who can't make one, more than one read right now, and he's super late in his throws. Uh, who is supposed to be the greatest quarterback of all time? He's a he's looking pretty bad this season. So uh, Rosen's just got benched for Fitzpatrick. So uh, here is your best quarterback of the 2000 and uh, what 18 draft class, 17. I don't know what it officially was. It was I guess it's 18, 2018 draft class because uh, what Adams was 17, Lee was 16, Leo was 15. Yeah, Pryor was 14. Who's 13? Sheldon? Yeah, Sheldon and D. 12 was Quentin Copels. 11 was Wilkerson. And 10 was Kyle Wilson. Yeah. Okay, I don't know why I just had to do that. <clears throat> Lose my mind. So, first play of the game, they gained more yards than they ever gained. <laughs> Week two through five. So, uh, you have play action. Um and I was just on the blocking. The, the offensive line overall was impressive. They, they definitely – not only did they help, did Donald help in having him check and make, make the proper calls for the offensive line help, they also played better individually as well um, and together as a, as a unit, um, passing guys off and things like that. So, uh, impressive. Look how clean his pocket is right here. That's, that's a good job of the offensive line. So, I don't think it's as bad as people thought it is. The, the pass blocking was definitely better. The run blocking still needs work. Uh, part of that is – and somebody asked me on Twitter, how do, how do you open up the run game? How does Bell get more yards? Keep – having Donald do what he's doing and you're going to see lighter boxes. That's, that's what I'll say. Um, but going against heavy boxes all the time is also not helping them. They're still not good. I, I'm not saying that. I, I thought they could have been average this year and they're still well below average. If they could even themselves out to average, that, that'd be great. Uh, and like I said, and I hate talking about next year with this exciting game, but you really think about it. You have Joe Douglas, a guy we like. You add a corner or two. You add an outside linebacker. They're healthy next year. You have Herndon back another year of development. You have Crowder back. You re-sign Anderson. You, re, you, you sign a couple of offensive linemen, most likely at least two or three new starters will be better than the guys they have this year. You, you, you give a, a, a nice third or fourth receiver to, to Darnold, whether that be DT staying here, and then you have Quincy Newell comes back. Um, this, this team could be good. I'm telling you, they're, not that, they're, 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 they're far away, but they're not that far away. I, I, if you put those pieces around Darnold next year, could they, could, could they make a run? and go deep in the playoffs, I 100% think they can. And next year, if they don't go to the playoffs, I'll be disappointed. Um, but you have play action. Um, you have a Yankee concept right here uh, between uh, these, these two deep guys um, where you have the deep over and, and the post. And it, it's a, it, it is a cover three. Um, you know, it's, it's a cover three beater uh, because you're going to have this guy with, with outside leverage and this, this, this defensive back is going to have to decide, okay, do I take the over or do I take the post? The post is the thing that's threatening him, you know, deeper. So he's going to take that right now because if he didn't take this, he jumped down on that. Guess what? Rob Anderson's open for a deep touchdown. Um, now they took that. Now you have Demarius Thomas who, with this corner playing outside, le uh, outside leverage, you're expecting him to get open on the deep over. He gets open on the deep over. Uh, so good play design on the Yankee concept by Adam Gase. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to be, uh, you know, for those guys who are really doubting it, And like I said, he's not the best coach in the league, anything like that. But people are being way too hard on him. I fall somewhere in the middle. So. Uh, good zip on by Donald uh, puts it right on him. Good catch by Demarius Thomas, uh, and the Jets gain 17 yards. Uh, good job by the <clears throat> offensive line, 
and you can see him making checks too. He's, he's checking something right here. He sees a rotation of the safety coming down. Uh, he calls that, whether that be the offensive line to, sl to, to slide in a gap protection, to, to slide in man protection, whatever that may be. Um, he checks something. And play action comes right here. You see the linebackers bite up a little bit. It definitely thinks it's going to be running in the first play of the game. Um, <clears throat> overall, pretty good blocking by the offensive line and, and fires it in. Uh, Beecham does a does a, a solid job um, staying with this guy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he planted this foot, but he didn't plant so far where it opened up the B gap. And he stays with his guy. Um, good job by Lewis right here, for sure, by Lewis. Um, as that, uh, whatever, the, the, the slanted 2-I, the slanted, slanted one, whatever you want to call him. Um, as he, you know, uh, bends inside, you have Lewis who goes to hand check him and then he looks immediately for another guy coming through the B gap. So good pickup by him right there. Um, good job by Khalil right here, honestly, too, where that guy is trying to, you know, kind of go over top of, 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 uh, his, uh, other defensive lineman and you have, uh, Khalil who shoots his right hand onto the guy who might be trying to penetrate that B gap. Bad job by Winters right here. Um, that's what happens when you're, you're leaning way too far. His inactive feet right here. You see how his feet are pretty inactive and he gets tossed. Uh, overall, good job, though, um, by the offensive line. Donald has a clean pocket, steps up, fires it. Uh, he has good footwork here. Um, looks like he had a little bit of a step in the bucket. I had, I had somebody asking me a lot of questions about his footwork, but I just try to explain to him. I'm not going to explain it more. I've explained it enough. Uh, but his footwork will hurt him one out of ten times uh, with his step in the bucket type mechanics that he has. Um, where actually, I think I have a play coming up in the game. But overall, he is usually over to uh, able to go over, overcome it with his natural you know, arm talent. So let's see, play number two of the game is Donald, obviously. So sack needs to dump it. Okay, so this is a play that I that I I I so there's two sacks by the offensive line. Um, one of them, which is this one, I don't think was necessarily on them. Now, could they have blocked it better? Uh, good job by by Beecham right here. Um, staying square, not opening up his hips. Uh, shooting his, his right hand and then his outside hand with that, like that half moon right there to, to contain him to the outside because you don't want that right arm – you don't want that left arm to shoot too far inside right here because if it shoots too far inside right here, he has that, he has that outside track to, to, to Donald. So good job by Beecham. Uh, good job by, by Lewis. Um, with this, like, jump set, you see he jump sets him. Jump set, shoots his hand. He tries to club him. He works to reset his hands. He doesn't just he doesn't get just get ragdolled. He resets his hands, gets his hands inside, and and keeps square with him. Good job by him. Um, good job by by Adoga as well. Uh, everybody else. Um, you have Winters who gets tossed aside right here. Winters struggled a little bit, but I, so with with this, I would like to see. Khalil say a little bit more square to him instead of giving such a big gap through the B gap. But overall, um, Donald needs to get rid of this ball. You know, they can't hold up forever. Now, Khalil could play this a little bit better. But at this point, you know, it's a, it looks like they run a, a drive concept. Just throw the ball to, is it Demarius Thomas yet, or is it Vincent Smith? I, I can't tell right here. I think it's Demarius Thomas. Yeah, Demarius Thomas. So right here, just he needs to dump the ball off to Demarius Thomas. Um, at this point, you know, maybe not right here. He's looking down the field. He still has a clean pocket. Once he starts to feel get a little bit crowded right here, um, keep your feet active. And uh, obviously a little bit more bounce in his feet. He's a little bit too wide of a base. And maybe he's thinking he go throw it. He pulls it down. He doesn't see something he likes. But um, he sees to dump the ball off right here. At this point, just dump the ball off to, to uh, Thomas. Let him get, you know, uh, what, a four or five-yard gain and uh, live to fight another down. So 
even at this point too, which now he's focusing on Thomas. He just has to pull the ball down. You'd like, you'd like to see him, uh, you know, have uh, or see, uh, you know, Griffin right here who releases into the middle of the, the defense. So if he was to look to the right side right here, maybe he could have found him. So this is a play that's a negative for Darnold. It's not a, it's not a killer play, but uh, he could have definitely played that, that play better. Let's see the next one. Sam Darnold bumped. Oh, I know this play is. Okay, so this is the sale concept. So it's almost like a, I think it's like a, I, th I think I said like a, like a, like a drive. You see the, the drive right here between these two guys, between the two and the three drive concept. We have the, you have the number two or the number one, depending on the set, but the outside guy um, running underneath of the inside guy who usually runs, you know, a post or a, uh, a dig route. And he's obviously, he's bending it because there's, you know, he has underneath cover to try to come help. So it, but it turns into a sale where you have the, uh, the uh, vertical read, the high read, you have the intermediate read, and you have the the read in the flat or the short read. And what ends up happening here is, um, again, it's another it's another good call. It's it's versus cover three, and this this is going to work versus cover three because what this is going to do, this receiver right here who needs to get off um, this press coverage a little bit more, um, which is which is Crowder. They seem to defeat that inside arm right there and, and get by him a little bit cleaner. Um, what that what this is going to do is this is going to pull this corner out of here. And then you're you're basically flooding um, the the curl to flat right here, um, because the safety is not going to be able to get over on it um, because he's not sure what this is doing, uh, what the uh, what this opposite side is doing with that with that vertical. He can't get there. So what you're doing is you're removing this corner right here, and then you're expecting Anderson to to win deep versus the linebacker versus the corner. And Donald sees this happening. You see, he's going to throw the ball right here. He's this is he's throwing the ball right here. He he makes his decision by by here. <laughs> this is where he makes a decision. He sees he sees this happening. He sees this getting pulled out. He expects Anderson to beat him deep. Um, the the linebacker who who actually does a good job recognizing this and picking this up to be completely honest. What happens here though is because because Crowder wasn't able to get off his press and and get this guy out of here quickly, Anderson gets bumped right here and it slows him down. And the ball is just over his head, or is it it's a little bit over his head? Let's say again, clean pocket, a uh, really good pass off of a stunt. And I don't want to get too far into every place. I'm going to take forever. But good pass off of a stunt right here by Lewis. Shoot the, in, the outside hand. Get on the outside peck. And then shoot the inside hand under. Good job by him there. Passing off to Beecham. And then going back inside on that. Good job by Beecham. Both uh, passing off the stunt. Looking for that guy as, as soon as he sees him looping. Good job by both of those guys. Good job by, by, by uh, you know, Adoga doesn't get beat immediately by, by uh, Lawrence. He doesn't get beat farther into the play. But he still holds up for a little bit. And then you have two guys holding up against the interior defensive lineman. And then the ball is see just over his head. If he didn't get bumped right, it happens right there. You can't really see it, but you're, you can see it right here. See him get bumped right there. I'll play it fast because you could, you could see the effect of it more. Anderson coming on the deep over. Bump. If he was not bumped right there, that's a huge completion and a really, really good throw and read by Darnold. So, uh, great play by Darnold. It was just unfortunately got bumped. So, that's a, these are things you kind of obviously you have to look at um, on the film that are that are hidden. You know, people don't. I I get you. There's not a lot of people. You know, it's really necessarily talking about that throw. So, um, off platform, decent blocking. There's some plays in here I just threw in here um, to just show some of the off platform type stuff that he does. Uh, good job by. You see Beecham on the left, the left tackle. I shouldn't have to highlight him at this point. You know where left tackle is. He he gets this is like he gets into his kick slide and he jump sets. It's like a, it's like it's almost like a uh, an illusion jump set. So looks like he's gonna get, get to his kick slide and jumps him. Good job by him right there. Gets his hands inside, and then at, because he gets his hands inside, you know uh, you have the 
the edge kind of going with a long arm. What does he do? Traps it, traps it down. Now all that weight goes right into the ground. He gets on top of him. Good job by him. Um, and now Winters does a good job. You know, he shoots his hands. Um, I like to see him pick up the stunt a little bit better right here because Adoga, obviously he gets, he gets his hands on the edge right there, but he can't literally work through another body to, to scrape over the top or work over the top laterally with that guy. Um, but he does work to it and he, he does get, uh, his hands on him. So it wouldn't have been necessarily a sack. Maybe someone could have scrambled out, but uh, good, good athleticism by him. He has nice quick feet. Definitely. Um, that's something you notice him in, in, in his drops and in his, uh, kick slides. He has some good feet. So, um, it's awesome. And then <clears throat> I don't know, I, I'm talking to myself. I just said it's awesome because I saw another notification that Mosley's playing. So you have Donald who feels that pressure. He, he drops back. He reads left. He reads middle. He reads right. He reads into the flat. Doesn't like that. He, see, he feels the pressure coming. He knows he can't step up into his throat. He doesn't want to take a hit. So he throws the ball while his back, his front foot, um, his lead foot is supposed to be driving towards the guy. He throws off platform as he's leaning back. With like, Obviously, this is not good throwing motion but he gets the ball with a good zip on his guy right right to him uh to vincent smith right there who sits underneath um i would most likely was a jerk route so uh good job by by uh, donald throwing off platform decent job by the offensive line blocking could have cleaned up a little bit but overall still uh relatively positive um play number seven eight nine we have let's see seven yeah, a bunch of plays like i said it's going to be a while donald and I'm going to go over the Patriots roster. It's, like it's a long show, so break it up if you want to. If, if you're watching through it, um, the entire thing, then uh, bravo. I, I appreciate you watching the the, uh, the YouTube or listening to the podcast. Um, so this is another play, and I'll show you um, another view that the Jets have motion right here, pre-snap. So they have, they have motion pre-snap, and then – oh, did I not show it? I thought I showed it. Oh, I thought I showed it, but okay. So they have motion pre-snap, and this is one of the things I talked about with Adam Gase being able to, to play with Donald versus Falk. Where Falk, you most likely they had a they had a call going to the line, and that was a call because he can't check the stuff because he can't see the field very well. Where Donald can read defenses, so you give him checks, whether it be okay, you know, it's it looks like a zone, so give him give him a zone beater. It looks like cover three, give him a cover three beater. It looks like cover two, so give him a cover two beater. Uh, looks like looks like zone, so give him. Uh, I, I said that. Uh, looks like man, give him a give him a man beater. Looks like they're stacking the box. Give them a pass. Looks like they're they're light um, in coverage. Give them a pass play. You know, check with me passes. Check with me the runs. Check with me in general. Uh, you can give them a bunch of plays to read the defense and hear. Um, you know, he's seeing man coverage, which it which it is man coverage. Yeah, you have you have man man. Um, I, I think this is yeah. So it's cover one hole, um, and he sees the man coverage. He he checks. And they run this uh, this uh, this rub with this wheel route from from uh, Crowder, and Donald delivers the ball in a good location. Some people said it's a perfect throw; it's not a perfect throw, but uh, good job by good job by Griffin not running into the guy, but but prohibiting him. And I, honestly, it doesn't even look like he affects him. Maybe it made him hesitate for a second, but good job by him running into it and, or not running into, it, making it not an, uh, or an illegal pick play. So good job by Griffin right right there. Uh, good job by Crowder pressing up to the line, um, allowing to Griffin to get there. And then he looks like he clears his outside arm right there. You see the little, like, little wipe right there. So good job by him clearing himself. Now, Donald, can this be a better throw? Yes. Why could it be a better throw? Because look where the throw is. If this defender, that's the ball, this defender could have played that ball, could have played the hands and potentially got, the, got a pass deflection. You want the ball, you know, leading him over, over his outside shoulder right here when he's working from the inside. So it, it wasn't a perfect throw. It was a good throw. 
you know, it, it was, it was a general accuracy throw, not a, not a pinpoint throw. So, and the reason for that being is this is where I talk about some of the footwork where you didn't see it. Like I said, that was too close to, to him not catching to, to, uh, to making that play on that ball. So it could have been better. And the reason for that, I, oh, I guess I didn't show it um, right here. Watch his foot, watch his lead foot. So, like I said, you want that lead foot driving towards your guy. You know, you want that foot open. You want your, you want your, your hips to open up, and you want your upper body to, to follow your hips to create that torque um, from your from your legs working up to your upper body, up into your arm, up into the ball. So it's it's all one nice motion, but it's all torque. It's like throwing a whip. Um, but when your front foot doesn't go um, forward, you you know you're you're um, you're not generating full power from your from your hips up to your upper body that you that you want to. Um, so his, you see his foot right there. So right, you see it right there. So it's kind of hard to see it. You want this foot really driving f towards him. And it, it does that step in the bucket motion that it frequently does where it goes sideways more than, than towards the target. So that's, that could have been the reason I was a little bit underthrown, um, but still a good, a good throw. I'm not trying to kill him obviously for it, but, um, I just want to be fair. So next play. Okay. Good and bad RPO. Okay, so this is another one where it's it's a little bit negative. Um, but like I said, got to be fair. So Jets run RPO. They run a uh, this like snag flat. And you have – one, you have him open. So at this point – and I'll show you what happens a little bit. At this point, he doesn't decide to throw it. I would like to see him hit this flat right here because you have uh, – so his first read is, is not there. You don't want to throw that. Look right to the flat. Deliver it. Could he, could he bend this in or, you know, turn up field and, and make this touchdown if he breaks a tackle? Yeah, he probably can. So he misses that, which I, I didn't love. And then I'll show you the decision here. Um, I like that he dirts it, but I'll, this is a better view for that. I just wanted to show uh, Griffin in the flat there. Richard could have thrown it. At this point, you need to do one of two things. It's an RPO. So you need to – if you're not handing it off, you got to get rid of the ball right now. He doesn't get rid of the ball right now, which he should. Um, if he's going to throw the ball, he's open. Put it, put it to his inside hip right here. Put it low. He catches the ball. He hesitates because he, sees, he thinks the linebacker might be able to get over there, which he, he can't. So this is some – he's a little bit hesitant right here. And then he keeps – you know, now he keeps pumping it. So if he if he thought – if he wasn't going to throw this ball, decide now. Hand the ball off. He, he bends it through this B gap. And guess what? He has to beat Van Der Esch for a touchdown, and he most likely does. So, one, I'll let's see him uh, either hand the ball off, like I said, or throw the ball. Now, he has to throw the ball here, right here, inside. And it could be a touchdown. It could be to the one yard line, but he has to make that decision you know, earlier in the thing. You, you, you can't, you can't keep checking the ball or, uh, you know, pumping the ball right here. So um, he needs he need, need to make a better decision there. And one or the other, I like how after he's not trying to force it and he just shucks the ball down. That's, that's fine. Um, but it could have been better on that RPO from, from Donald on that one. Um, next play from him. Oh, touch. Okay. Yeah. So this is a good, this is a good throw. Um, you have the, you have the slant flat right here, uh, concept to the bottom, simple concept in the red zone. And you're just, you're just banking on your guy to win inside on the slant, which he, it, it, Byron Jones does cover pretty well. Um, but he, there's a pass interference here. So it actually is called, uh, the Jets. I think it's like, this is like third down and gets called, or it's a second down and gets called first down. Um, but good job by Darnold one here. He obviously it's play action. It's not, it's not a, it's not an RPO. Um, it's play action. He sees that this defensive back is widening out with with uh with Bell right here, so that that's what gives him this this window to throw the ball. And you see him with nice little nice touch right there. 
nice touch over that defensive back and inside that defensive back and in an area where only only he can catch it you know if this is more up top maybe get the pass deflection whatever it may be um but really good job throwing it high and leading uh Demarius Thomas inside right here where only he can catch it and Demarius Thomas you know um he tries to he tries to wipe the hand away but uh Byron Jones is a really good corner so um he's able to stick with him inside but he would have made this catch most likely. This is where I, I said before the season, I would see a red zone threat that the Jets can have, a guy who could box people out at the receiver position. That's exactly what Demarius Thomas is. So even though he's on him, he's able to box him out a little bit right there and use his length. Um, but what happens here is you, you see the, the left arm of Byron Jones right here, and it's going to pull down on the bicep of, of uh, Demarius Thomas, which, which is, doesn't allow him to pull his arm up to the ball or get his arm up to the ball. So that's why it's a pass, uh, pass interference call. But really nice touch by Donald to get that, that ball in there for – uh, for sure. So, um, next play, play 15. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, this is a good play. Um, you where you have your a nice, a nice route from crowd, uh, crowd right here. He runs a short comeback on, I forget what the down and distance is. Okay. So, it's third and third and five, looks like. Or, no, sorry, not third and five, third and three. And you have, uh, you have man coverage across the board. Uh, cover one, just regular cover one, no cover one hole, no cover one rob or anything like that. And Crowder runs a nice route right here. Um, he knows he wants to run the out, uh, the the uh, comeback route. So he, what he's going to do is he's going to attack the the leverage of the corner. He's not going to be able to run a comeback if he's inside. Uh, it's going to be really hard to, to work back to the ball. So he attacks his leverage. He gets to the outside shoulder. And then he, it, it, as he works outside, and he's going to work upfield to hold his line to push back against him and then cut outside. That's a really good route by him. Attacking leverage, holding his line right there. You see how he's like, see, breaking outside to him. Now he fights upfield to hold his line to create some uh, pressure against pressure. Nice break. Nice little uh, one, two, and get out of it. Get his hips out and his eyes out really quick out of his break. Nice break right there for sure. And catch. Uh, really good job by Darnold, noticing that the defensive back is playing over top, and he has faith that, that Crowder's going to win to the, to the, uh, to the outside um, right there. And look where the ball look – look when he throws the ball. He doesn't, even cut the, he doesn't throw the ball necessarily when, he's, when he can't see it. He throws the ball as he's breaking. Not even actually, actually, if you really look at it, he blows up to throw that ball before he breaks. So really, really good job by Donald uh, with that timing. And the ball is right there as soon as he turns around. And that's what doesn't allow the, the, uh, the cornerback to recover. Now, if it was Luke Falk, he would throw the ball like, oh, he's open now. And now, now he'd throw the ball and the guy would make, most likely make the play on it. Uh, Crowder turns back inside and is able to, to get um, some yak on that. But unfortunately, you had uh, – I wish I should have recorded the inside too. But you have, if you look at Khalil right there, um, he ends up getting beat. He looks like he gets like like ripped into an arm over, so uh, he gets beaten up by tackling the guy. So it, it comes back, and this is in the third quarter too. I, I believe is this is in the third quarter. I forget, but um, play there that's that's brought back on a on a hold, which is you know obviously it's um it's unfortunate. So oh that couldn't that couldn't have been in the I, I guess that was in the first quarter, second quarter, whatever it was. So um, this is right after that huge stop that we showed before with the defensive line and. Uh, this is another this is another play where you I'll, I'll show it right here just before I even do it. You have the rotation right here, and you see Donald call it out. He see he sees what kind of defense it is. They're running a cover three defense. He calls out the defense play action. Uh, good job by you know overall the the offensive line could have played this a little bit better. They are kind of you have Beecham kind of tripping over himself or tripping over the defensive lineman, and you have you have Udoga who's not doing a terrible job here. Listen, he blocks Lawrence. It, it all depends on the drop. 
if it's a seven step drop, you know that they're going to be deep so that, that you want that, that arc to become uh, much more, uh, you know, like rounded and, and, uh, and vertical where if Donald is going to take a three-step drop and he's here, you can let him beat you around this side. If you, if you know what I'm saying, um, when it, when he's taking deeper drops, you really have to try to, to try to widen out, um, that, that arc. So he doesn't do a terrible job, but he, you want to see him push him more up that arc. Donald has to step up. Um, which is, this is a, this is a really good throw. Um, it could have been a better in terms of location, but in terms of him, this is just pocket awareness and like his peripheral vision and having knowledge of what to do. And you're just throwing the ball right here and his arm most likely getting hit in a fumble. This is, it's really slight footwork and slight pocket mobility and movement that, that allows him to be really, really good at right now. Um, like I said, if he just goes to throw this ball, he's hit for a sack, maybe a fumble, uh, maybe his arm gets jerked back, whatever it is, but he notices this slides up and, and into the pocket. So he drops back. Hitch notices that really smoothly step horizontally away from it and up in the pocket, allowing himself room to throw that ball, chucks it up just inside of the safety. who's trying to work his way over and, and Anderson runs for the touchdown. Um, Anderson does a good job on the, on the stutter and go. He's just really just selling that drive phase right there. Shoulders down, selling the break, nice little one, two, and then just keeps going vertical. And, and the corner is screwed right there. I think it's a, a woozy, a woozy, whatever it is. Uh, the safeties like to see it, and uh, he gets a touchdown right there. So good job by Donald pre-snap, noticing cover three, um, liking the call, and uh, obviously slide movement in the pocket, throwing off platform accuracy, good whip on the ball, um, good location for the most part. Obviously, could have been you know if it would have been here, it would have been a little bit easier for for uh, Anderson, but he just threw a ball 50 yards as he's sliding with an uneven base, and you know so it's can't kill him for that at all. So really good play by. Uh, Donald there that's that was fantastic huge play put up the Jets what uh that was now it's 14 to 3 in the game after that which was just absolutely nuts um next play of him on play 23 okay good throw let's see what this one is two by two gun Yeah, good, good, uh, good connection with Robbie here. Uh, you have Robbie uh, Anderson working vertical versus uh, I think it's Byron Jones who's on him right here. Um, presses upfield, he gives him a little bit of like that that get even. Uh, you call like a quick people call like a quick one or whatever, quick hesitation, whatever you want to call it. Gets to the outside, looks like he wipes swipes the hand away, which is a good job by him. Um, and Darnold sees he has a lot of room right. Here. Now, could, could you argue yeah, maybe through it vertical, but um, maybe just based on their connection, they know he's gonna go back shoulder. He has a lot of room to the sideline right here. This is a this is a good amount of room, both room on the DB and room to the sideline. So he has a good amount of room to work over here on a on a on a, shoulder, on a back shoulder fade. He sees it that it's open, throws the ball back shoulder in perfect location right there. Um, and this is is this the one he ends up blocking or no? Oh, so the, uh, and really quick about the offensive line too, because I want to give the offensive line credit. Good job by um, Lewis. I think staying with this guy. Um, like I said, Winters got beat up a little bit. Spin move right there, but good job by uh, Adoga right here. And this is like the technique thing where he sees he sees the stunt coming. This is the TE stunt. He sees him looping inside. Where does the eyes flash immediately? Boom, B gap. He knows somebody's penetrated to the B gap. He picks that up, allowing Winters to pick up his guy. Uh, Winters has a. Need a little bit of small. Actually, his foot got stepped on right there. Yeah, so they can't kill him for that. His foot did get stepped on. Um, but good job overall by the offensive line blocking. Um, 
So Anderson runs a good route right here at first. What happens here is um, good back shoulder fade by Donald. Really just great location. That, that is that's a really good location. But what happens is based on Anderson's hands. See, I say you want your hands to be closer together to catch the ball. So because his hands are so wide, if you're watching the video right now, I'm showing it on my screen. Um, if you're watching, you want your hands to be nice and nice and tight catching the ball, whether it be like this, you know, the closer you can get it, the better for the most part. You see how his hands are so wide. So what, it, what happens is that his hands are so wide, so then he kind of claps on the ball and clapping on the ball instead of your hands meeting the tip of the ball, the ball is able to squirt through your hands a little bit and you're not able to, um, to catch the ball as cleanly. So if he, if he caught the ball, you know, um, whereas, whereas into his hands, he'd have a stronger grip on it. So it would come into his hands, he'd have a stronger grip like this on it. But instead, it goes through his hands. So now he kind of has like just a pressure from like his wrist almost and, and the back of his, uh, of his palms or whatever. Um, and the ball is able to get punched out. Could it have got punched out regardless? Yes, but it betters the chances because of how he caught the ball. So you want to see a little bit cleaner hands um, from, from uh, Robbie Anderson right there. But I do give credit for Jones, who, who makes it up right here and does exactly what I said, you know, what, what everybody says to do, but what I say to do. Uh, punch through those hands right there. Boom, punch through it. Incompletion. So really good play by Jones, but could have been a better play, a better play um, by uh, Robbie Anderson um, on that one. Let's see what's next. 24. Say so we got a ton of plays of Darnold. I'm trying to run through them relatively fast because I don't want this to be forever and people to die of boredom. Um, but I think it's all necessary stuff. Obviously, people want to see our quarterback play. It's just going to be a lengthy show. So thank God. Honestly, if I had a co-host, this would be a five-hour show. So it's it's good. It works its way in and out. You know, it's good to have a guy to talk to and throw off ideas off of you, better conversations. But you, I also get to get through more film like this. So and I already don't get to go to go through enough film. Um, that I would really want to. So uh, Jets run another uh, drive concept right here. Um, they like the drive concept with the uh, flat seven on the bottom right here, and he's just uh, isolation around the top. So you have, you have uh, yeah, it's isolation around the top. So if, uh, yeah, like I, like I said, fl uh, flat seven and the uh, drive. So they, li they like that drive concept, clearly. Um, and... Donald delivers the ball. It's against cover one robber. So you have you have uh, man, you have man, you have man, you have man, you have man on the linebacker on Bell. You have the deep uh, deep safety, and you have robber who's going to try to take away any crossing routes right here. And that's what he's doing. Um, he thinks that the ball is going to go to to uh, Crowder right here, and he says, but he tries to uh, jump on that. You have Donald who is reading the defense. I'll show you in a different view. He reads the defense. He reads right. He reads, uh, looks like the middle, and reads left. He sees the safety biting down on the uh, on Crowder, and he sees, uh, I believe it's Thomas. Yeah, open look, and the location of this ball. This is a this is a throw that needs to be like generally accurate. Like you like you don't want it doesn't have to be pinpoint where it's leading him like so far outside. You just want to put it on him where he's not having to fight back through his momentum to his back hip and catch the ball. You just want to put it on him a little bit in front of him. Let him catch the ball and get yak. So good, good throw by him to allow Thomas to get yak right here, um, on this play. So like I said, you have him reading to the right, reading to the left. You see, you see him see the safety come down, bite down on this. Um, he knows that he's gonna have Thomas open. And people, I, I heard somebody on Twitter, I think it's Dan Orlovsky, said that he he baited him down to jump on to that drag. I don't necessarily see that because it doesn't look like he's. He doesn't look like he's, he's even looking at Crowder. He's just looking at the safety. So he's really reading the safety right here. So I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I, I'm allowed to disagree with people. So I, I see him uh, you know, try to rob that, that drag. He, right here, he sees this area open and puts the ball uh, 
you know, in a really accurate spot and allows Thomas to cut forward for more yards. Thomas was supposed to be cut last week because he's terrible. So um, 25, 25, 26. Let's see. Okay. All righty. So Donald throwing, timing, Griffin, catch, yak. That's what I labeled it. Oh, yeah, this is a good play. See like a like a sticks concept right here where they're both you have the uh, or like a short divide. One guy's gonna work out. He most likely doesn't have an option out. He's gonna have to cut out because if he had an option out, he had an option out. If they both decide to cut into each other, that's not good. Um, he's gonna cut out to take away this guy. With by the way, this is cover cover two man. You have one 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 two guys over top. Um, so he's an out. He's an option route most likely. It's from the plays I've seen that are like this. So because the linebacker is playing outside leverage, he's going to break inside. He breaks inside. Donald reads the man coverage. He sees him with inside leverage of that, of that guy. And this throw is incredible, um, in my opinion. And you'll see why. A good job by Griffin. Hands catch right here. You see the hands catch extension to the ball. Hands catch and is able to, uh, and is able to uh, break a tackle and get a first down. Because if you got tackled right here, Listen, now it's now it's second and you know second and five. Maybe you don't get it. It's in the red zone. Everything condensed. It's harder to get. It's harder to get yards. Good job by him fighting to, to get more yards and get the Jets to the five or four yard line. Um, overall, good blocking. A good job by Lewis. Looks really. He looked really good this game. And even like Adoga, Adoga. I should have put more plays of him probably in this, but he did okay. And him doing okay versus guys like Lawrence is fine with me. Um, Right here, he he opens up his hips a little bit too early for me. That's that's why he he's off balance when the guy goes to shoot inside. But he's off balance and he and he pushes him down anyway. He's probably gonna fall down anyway. But um, regardless, um, decent blocking by the offensive line. And like I said, this location on this ball is fantastic. It it, it really doesn't get better than this. That is only where now maybe the guy could get a pass rush. He's not intercepting that. That's that's it, that's full extension almost full extension from griffin not too far outside but noticing the leverage of the linebacker of the linebacker in, in uh in man coverage putting it inside for you know opportunity to catch the ball and run for yak great job by griffin who breaks the tackle uh, you know that uh, ankle tackle and runs forward for the first down so great job by both guys right there uh especially by darnold man he's he lit it up this game so darnold td to griffin location pre-snap okay so this is a play you can see him examining the defense and he sees, um, well, one, he's, he's, he's keyed off right here. He, he, he has um, recognition to know that this, this corner might blitz. You have four guys down. If anybody's going to blitz, it's this corner who is, uh, who's closer to the line of scrimmage on this, on this cat blitz. And you see Donald's kind of his antennas go up right here, and he, and he, and he notices them, and he kind of he's like, you know what, shit, I think he might blitz. He points them, he points them out, and then you'll see it. He points them out, and then the, the cornerback starts moving inside. Donald looks right at him, right here. He looks right at him. Okay, if this, if you're blitzing, you're you have three guys here, um, you know, uh, breaking, and there's gonna be three guys in, in, you know, in man coverage. One of these guys is gonna be open, um, or at least close to opening and, and getting into the goal line. And uh, Donald sees that. He sees this linebacker go inside. Um, obviously, this vertical route is gonna be hard to throw him open, and he knows he has to quick like snag, uh, quick or snag or stop from. Um, from Griffin right here. So, and he sees the off coverage. So he's going to throw, he's going to throw to Griffin. As soon as he sees that, that guy, that guy blitzing and um, he's, he's most likely going to throw that because he knows this is going to get picked up by somebody inside. So it's really between these two guys. Um, they're both vertical. So it kind of wipes out him. He mostly, he, he knows almost pre-snap that he's going to, to Griffin. Griffin sits it down. 
and Donald puts it on his back hip, which is a really good decision right here because when he, when he goes to throw the ball, he is inside leverage. So if you, you think he's going to work over top of this and try to cut him off inside, um, where if you throw it back to, you know, to the back hip, it gives him a better shot to, to, uh, for a lesser shot of a pass breakup, puts it to the back hip. You have Griffin who ends up, uh, let's say he points it out, he sees it coming, delivers the ball. They blitz a lot, so, or they blitz a ton of guys. So, you know, he gets he doesn't get touched, but good job hitting the back hip. You see the little bobble right there, but Griffin is able to catch the ball again. A guy who I said, and I, oh, crap. Um, so, by the way, if anybody ever has these mics and you have to, like, bend them and stuff, they always fall over and stuff. You have to, like, lean it on the mic. It's actually kind of a pain in the ass. It makes it sound better, but they're annoying as crap. Okay, there you go. Thank God I readjusted it in one, in one uh, time. But, so, um. This is a guy, Griffin, who I reviewed the film, and I remember I did the review on here. I did him, and I think uh, Demarius Thomas, like a couple of guys. I just said, like, oh, he's a guy who got, like, three, 400 yards a couple of years with the Tex Texans. I think he could be a decent backup receiving option. And after he wasn't getting targets, when I showed on this show that he was getting open versus the Patriots and, and Luke Focus wasn't seeing him, people were like, oh, my God, he's terrible. Get rid of this guy. He doesn't deserve him to be on the field. Is he a good run blocker? No. Is he a, is he a decent receiver? Yes, he is. And we, and we see it on a couple of uh, – that, that last play um, – also on this play. Now, would you like to see him, you know, catch it cleaner? For sure. But what happens here is he, he goes a body catch it because it's on his back hip and the contact kind of kind of throws him off right here. So he bobbles it. But really smart veteran player right here to, to, to know that the guy is wrapped around you trying to drive you down to reach your arms out and get a touchdown. That's a really good play by Griffin right here. Like I said, good job by Darnold. Inside leverage, throwing it back hip. Um, I see the catch be a little bit cleaner. But like I said, he does get contacted. So that's what, that's what creates the, uh, the, the bobble right there. And uh, good job bringing it in. Oh, I don't have to go down right now. I have some. I have some. I have a quarter of a second. A second to work this ball out. Works the ball out. Touchdown. Big big play right here. He doesn't reach that out. Guess what? It's it's not a touchdown. And then it's then it's whatever in goal. Maybe they stuff you. You have no idea. So um, awesome job by by uh, Mr. Griffin. So let's see. The next play is going to be thirty-seven. Still got a couple more plays. Thirty-seven, thirty-eight, forty. Thirty-seven, thirty-eight, forty. Okay. Bringing this up. All right, movement. Yankee concept again versus cover three. Yankee drive. Um, sale were big concepts in this game. We saw some spot concepts. We saw a couple of different things. I didn't necessarily chart everything. I want to show as fast as possible out because uh, I know people wanted to see this. So this is another one. This is the same play as before. You have the isolation – well, the, I, I forget if you have the isolation right before, but you have the you have the Yankee concept from the number two and the uh, number one on this side right here, which is um, this man. Uh, no, this is cover three again. Yep, it's cover three. So you have cover three. So you have this, so you have this route right here that clears out. <coughs> um. You have this route right here on the on the uh, on the deep post that clears out the the deep one third on the side that the over route is breaking to, and if this safety um, it was to drive down um, on this on this over route, then you have a post versus outside leverage, which you're going to take every time. So it's a good call versus cover three, definitely a good call. So um, the 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 corner, I mean the the safety so far back, he doesn't really have a shot right here because he sees Donald throwing the ball, so that's why he breaks off of probably playing the post. Um, the over route is left open. Donald puts it on uh, Crowder, and he gets a big gain. So, uh, good job. And it's a really good movement. This is—it's not about necessarily the throw. That was just general accuracy. puts them up, puts it on him. Uh, but really good movement. So you see, you see him reading the defense. 
uh, drops back reading the middle of the field. And he, he feels the pressure inside. You see, there, it gets a little bit crowded right here, so he goes to slide outside. And then he's going to feel um, the, the looper come around, um, breaks inside. And really, look, look how quick this is. Like a quick hitch, slide, throw the ball. And he, and he has a quick release. Like he, he still has a little bit of the uh, – let's see if there's a windmill right here. You see the windmill? We're talking about the windmill release. People hyped that up a lot in his college taper. Oh, my God, his, his release is slow. His release is, was, was good in college. This, this windmill motion takes his release from, from, from really, really good uh, to great, but, uh, or from, from great to really, really good, I guess, uh, because of this motion. But this, this ability in the pocket to, to keep his eyes downfield, to feel the pressure from the outside, to quickly just move laterally, um, hitch really quickly and just throw the ball from from a really uneven platform, uh, just a bad platform, off platform, whatever you want to call it. And look, look where this location is. That is that's a perfect throw. That is perfect. Um, on Crowder allows him to to run for for yak. Uh, that is uh, that is great. So um, next play of Darnold, thirty eight, coming towards the end of Darnold plays, and we still have more plays of other guys as well. So uh, like I said, uh, quite a quite an extended show. So. All right, play action. Nothing super specific on the offensive line. They all they all block uh, relatively well on this play. Um, you'd like to see Adoga again. He's going against number fifty-one right here. His hands are see. So his punch right here. I don't I don't love the punch. I don't love having your, both your hands because when you shoot both your hands, you're locked. I, I only like to see two hand punches when they're close to you. So like right now, if Lewis was to jump him and two, and two hand punch this guy, sure. When the guy's working outside of you, what that does is lock your hips both inside and outside. Um, so, so guys have, if they defeat those hands, you're, you're pretty much effed. So I don't love the two hand punch. Um, and he, because of the two hand punch, he's, 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 you don't really want to, to lean for contact and he's, you kind of see him leaning for contact, really shooting and extending those hands. It, when your hands are extended that much, it's not good. You want the, sh the shot to be, you know, nice elbow bend. You want, when you're shooting, you know, if your hands are coming from, from here, you want a quarter of an inch turn. So your hands, quarter of an inch turn, and, and really what that does is that quarter of an inch turn, um, what it what it's, what it's doing is it, it it's activating your 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 back muscles, and it sounds small, but it's important with offensive alignments. You you want that quarter turn, you want to grab the the chest plate, whatever you're gonna do, and then you and then they call it you, you latch and screw. So you, you you basically you're holding every play, and you're getting you're screwing into them. So that's that's what you're supposed to do. Um, you can do the punch outside, the upper hand inside. Um, you can do the punch. Um, you can do the punch from the outside, but then you better make sure to widen out with that. But overall, I don't, I don't love the two-hand punch right here, and especially the hands high. His hands get defeated. Um, and because of this, Donald's forced to step up in the pocket. But again, he does not panic. He, his, his pocket mobility, his awareness, his movement, it's so good. He never takes his eyes from downfield. He never looks at the rush, but he feels the rush. That's, that's really important. You, you can't just have to look at it and identify it. You should have to feel it too, and he feels this. Definitely feels it. Um, keeps his eyes downfield because of that. He sees Crowder open on the snag, jerk, whatever it was supposed to be. And I would see the throw a tiny bit more on Crowder. But what he sees is here, again, is he sees this linebacker. He doesn't want to lead him and lead him into a hit um, or an incompletion. So he puts it on his, on his, on his back hip um, so he could you know, catch the ball and potentially have room for, for yak. Um, he puts it a little bit too far inside where Crowder does have to make a real great freaking crutch by Crowder, to, uh, Crowder to, to tip the ball to himself, which, damn, that was impressive, and then run for um, 
know, more yardage, which this is a really good play by Crowder, to be completely honest. So good job by Donald noticing the rush, the rush and putting it in the correct location. I'll just see a little bit more inside, like I said, but still uh, overall good. Great uh, catch by Crowder. Um, bends away from the linebacker um, and then is able to juke out the uh, number 24 right there uh, to gain another, you know, two, three yards, which is good. Every yard matters. So we've seen uh, quarters of inches matter, uh, millimeters matter in, in, the, in the NFL. So um, great job by both those guys um, on that play right there. 40, 42. Okay, 40. Okay. Donald interception. So this is one I, I recorded. I actually didn't really watch it, so I'm going to kind of watch it with you guys. Um, looks like This looks like a combo coverage, to be honest. Looks like man, you have zone on this side and man on this side. Looks like combo coverage. Um, and from what, from what I – let's see if he's going to set it down. So from what I see, I, I think Donald, because this guy is inside, he thinks that, that Crowder is just going to set it down instead of, instead of continuing on the slant right here. So Donald puts it where he thinks he's going to set it down right there, and it's an interception. That's what I think happens. I think it's a miscommunication, to be completely honest. Like I said, I, I, I've show, I probably criticize plays like that wheel route to Crowder that people would be like, what? Like, I, I like to be fair. Um, good job by, by Adoga right here. He jumps at some. Two, be careful, but he has to be careful with two hands, though. Lewis does a good job. Khalil does a good job. Okay, good job by those guys. So I think I think he yeah, like I said, I think he thinks he's going to uh, sit it inside. There's also something else, you know. Um, so the miscommunication is most likely what it was. But I also thought even if he thought he was going to set it down, if you watch it right here, he should have at least put it on the on the inside hip or right on him. And the ball is going to go to the outside anyway. So the ball is a little bit off where if he does things in a sit down, I, I want to see it more on him to inside where it looks like it's going to be outside anyway. And the, the most likely the reason for that is that we talk about the footwork right here. Watch the footwork. So the footwork is, is it's usually, it's, it usually doesn't hurt him, but the footwork is bad here. We talk about the hallway. Where's the hallway pointing? The hallway is pointing like he wants to throw here. This foot, the, the lead foot is throwing like he wants to throw to the sideline. So his foot are, are going straight. And and completely horizontal, so his feet need to be better here. Um, I like to see more more active feet. Maybe not more active feet, just better footwork. He, he needs to really point that that front foot better and and that hallway better, and get his hips more pointed to where he's trying to throw. So that might have led to the throw being a little bit behind. But I, I do think he wanted him to sit down right there. It's a little bit of miscommunication, some bad. Uh, the ball is a little bit off, even if um, interception. It's going to happen. He's going to throw a couple more picks this year, as long as he throws twenty three touchdowns. <laughs> For, uh, I'm not gonna say that reason again, but that'd be big for uh, for for me. So, let's see, 42. All right, Donald, almost another great throw. Um, this one, yeah. So this is again, this almost looks like that play that we saw versus the Patriots. Remember Week 17, where he gets some pressure from the interior and 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 his left side, and he rolls out and he sees the, uh, the over route you know, coming open. This was Deontay Burnett last time, <clears throat> and this is a good decision by him. Uh, a little bit risky. This is a, he has a little bit of balls here. So the, this corner is sitting down, um, and, he, and he wants to throw it over his head. Now, I think if he – the ball should have been immediately a little – should have let him a little bit more, a little bit. So if this ball was you know, here instead of wherever the trajectory is here, let, let's say it, it went here, but it should have went here. 
Um, you, uh, sorry, I, I can't explain all this. It should have been a, a five yards deeper than it was. Maybe been an easier completion, but overall, uh, really, uh, still a good decision by Darnold to see that coming open. Um, a little bit risky because that guy is there. He's going to be careful right here. So this is a, kind of an iffy play. Um, this is where you're going to get with Darnold. He's, he's going to make those gunslinger-type plays where he might be a guy who throws for 35 to 40 touchdowns in a year which would be fantastic, but, but gets, you know, 12 to 15 interceptions because he, he has the balls like this. You have to be careful this corner drifting back right here and, and, and intercepting this ball. Um, but he sees that corner biting down on that receiver right there. Doesn't think he's able to make the play. The throw almost gets there. Um, let's see the blocking. <clears throat> good, good. It's the only thing about it. So Adoga has quick feet. I, I like his kick sets. I like the fact that he, he sells, stays relatively square. He's got to be careful with those hands though. Because like I said, if, if he was to plan the outside foot, uh, you know, club him defeat, or, or chop those arms down, his hips are locked. He's not recovering. It's just not going to happen, even with quick feet. So you have to be careful. I, I would see more, you know, slide, split him with that outside foot, right punch, or, or right punch for him, left under. Um, you know, that, that's my preferred technique for tackles the, that, I, that I see would be most successful. But overall, decent job. Um, you have Bell who who get who gets beat a little bit here, but he recovers. So Donald rolls out. Good ball, nice spiral. The cornerback just gets his hand on there, just gets it. Now if that, if that's there, if this ball this ball is completed, and most likely let's see where he where he would have run. That's completed, and it's him and this guy. Uh, it's either a a huge completion or a touchdown. So uh, really really near a great great throw, great play. Um, clearly didn't, you know, didn't happen, but that would have most likely been a, a touchdown right there. So, um, I think was, that was play 42. I think we have like four or five more plays left. Okay. Let's see. Uh, okay. Yeah. 43. All right. So, um, this is a play showing Donald's wheels. Um, I don't know what I, he, he wasn't, nothing was open. I remember watching this play. Nothing was open, uh, play action. Nothing's open downfield. And he, you know, sees a big, big gap right here. Most likely it's, I think it's man coverage. You have this guy's back turned to him, man coverage, which it could, it could be pattern match too. So it could be zone as well. So that, that's kind of irresponsible to say it's man coverage just because of that. But regardless, he sees this big open area um, and he decides to scramble. Scrambles and he picks up 24 yards right here. Um, good job by him. Now they're in field goal range, gets out of bounds at the 30 yard line. <clears throat> but you have a little bit of miscommunication. Um, Oh no! Sorry, this is a miscommunication. That's that's the other sack. That's the sack led by Shell. So, uh, Shell doesn't do a good job. Um, his feet are pretty slow right here, to be honest. So yeah. So what I want to see him do um, is either get more depth right here. I want to see him get more depth right here, or or meet or or meet the guy like horizontally. So you want to you want to make sure you split the guy. Um, so it's kind of hard. It's almost hard to explain this kind of play. So if he was getting a little bit wider right here, not too, not too wide, but you see how his hips are already turning. Um, I would even say more square to the line of scrimmage. Get his get get his foot to split this guy. And if he is going to try to beat you around the edge, that's when you flip your that's when you flip your hips outside and you push him up the arc. Um, but because he he opens up his hips a little bit too soon, he doesn't really close ground on him. He he's shooting just hands. So now is now it's just arms. And his hips were, aren't really under his block. Where if he was to stay more square to the line of scrimmage, he was to get his right foot, uh, his left foot, to split this guy, get his hands on, turn the turret out of the tank. Uh, that, and then if the guy's still trying to work up field, that's when you okay, you get your hands on him, and now you're pushing him up the field, you're pushing him up that arc. But because he opens up his hips too too early, now he's working with just hands uh, to fight against him working up that uh, bending that arc. 
bending that edge, and now he's working just against his arms. Leads to shell holding, rips him down. Now he negates 24 yards. That's a 34-yard swing right there. Um, so bad play um, by, by Shell on that one. Let's see, 46. I only have three more plays with Darnold, and we'll move on to some other things. I don't know if you guys are sick of Darnold. If you are, uh, shame on you. Like I said, it's a lot of plays. Uh, cancel out your other podcasts or YouTube shows for this week because this one's a long one. <laughs> uh, Donald throw, Gase balls. Oh, uh, yeah, so this is my favorite play of the game for Gase. Just not, not even in terms of his scheme, but the Cowboys just scored. It's, uh, it's 21 to 16. A lot of coaches right here are going to get conservative. Run the ball out. Okay, try to run the clock. They have to get a touchdown. I trust my offense. I trust my running game. Uh, let's kill time. What does Gase do? He runs – He runs. Uh, let's see how many guys are blocking. All right, so it's 11. It's 11 personnel. The tight end saying the block. And it's a deep – it's all deep concepts. Two shots right here. You have two guys running vertical. You have a check down. And then you have uh, Crowder attacking the middle of the, of the field on a, you know, a 15-yard sit or a 15-yard snag, whatever you want to call it. Um, seam route. Uh, w- whatever. So um, – he finds the open spot right here. You have Donald who steps up in the pocket again, avoiding some pressure from the edge. He sees that Crowder, which, by the way, think about it in a parking lot. These guys are only four or five yards away. This is not an easy throw to make while you're on the move, I'm telling you. It's a good throw. Um, Donald throws it over the linebacker, right to Crowder, and boom, one play. Now, now you're, you know, instead of being on the, you know, 22-yard line whatever – now you're on the 50-yard line with only – or the almost the 45-yard line with only a couple more yards to go to get a field goal. Um, so good play by good play by him there. Um, and we'll see right here. Play action. Sucks up the linebackers, which this is going to happen more. You're going to see letter boxes with Donaldson uh, starting to play. If he keeps playing like he, he, like he is, which he will, you're going to see letter boxes. You're going to see more guys sucking up from play action. They suck up from that play action. Or sorry, the suck up from the play action won't happen, but you'll see less guys in the box, which will result to Bell getting more yards, which actually might result in more suck up from the linebackers. So technically kind of it, I'm actually am right. So um, good blocking overall. Look, it's a good job by, yeah, Lewis is doing well. Uh, seeing that guy went inside looking to his left and, and, and uh, helping out uh, Shell right there is a good job. Good job by Khalil too, getting his hands on. Uh, good job by Winters. Good job by by Adoga right here. Shooting with just that right arm, maintaining his his uh, you know his uh his big gap integrity where he can pick up guys for going for the big gap. So good job by the offensive line blocking. Donald reads the left side, sees nothing's open. He sees Crowder sitting underneath. He feels some pressure around him, moves up in the pocket, and nice little jump throw, nice spiral, right over the linebacker's head to Crowder. Man, it's uh. I, th- I really do think that the Donald we got of Packers week, of Texans week, of Cowboys week is going to be the Donald moving forward uh, for years and years to come, and he's going to get better. He's going to get better. You're going to see less of the mistakes. You're not going to see that RPO play. You're going to see better footwork, hopefully. That footwork might not change. You're going to see that better RPO play. You're going to see um, a couple of other plays that, that I talked about that he could have improved on. I, I think that he, that he will. Um, and he's 22 years old right now, and he's playing fantastically. Uh, he's, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's definitely exciting. Play 47. Second to last play of Darnold. Then we'll run through some other stuff. I should be wrapping up relatively soon. Um, throw to Anderson. Quick decision location. Okay, again, this is a better this is a better example of when you should throw this back shoulder fade. So you have this uh, this like pole concept. 
or you can call it like a, even like a Haas concept. I'll call it a Haas concept. It's not deep enough for a pull um, with that uh, outside receiver, but um, it's a good call. You have, you have a cover, you have a cover one and really polls, not necessarily polls, not necessarily the best play against, against uh, man coverage to be completely honest. It's more for like zones where you're trying to eat up this, this underneath zone guy and a deeper zone guy would have to be forced to take the, 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 the vertical. Um, but regardless, um, you have Anderson, whether it be a nine route that he bended outside or is supposed to be a slot fade um, on this Hoss concept. And Donald, again, this guy is over top and he's inside. What's open right here? The fade, the, you know, the back shoulder throw. So he puts it on him, back shoulder throw. Anderson catches it. Boom, now you're, now you're within how many of your yards of a field goal. So great job by Donald uh, who reads right, sees – and this is – look how quick this is happening. Reads right, sees the leverage of the corner, throws it. That, that is quick processing. He does not take a while. He, he, his mind works really, really quick. Read left, read right, read middle, go back right, see something open, fire it, off-bounce platforms, um, mobile, the mobility, the pocket awareness, the, the natural feel for the pocket, the, uh, the arm talent, the zip on the ball, the, the location. It's Be excited. Be excited. Um, even, if there's, even if the Jets end 7-9 this year, you know, and, and you know that they have some room next year, you, we have to be excited about, about uh, Darnold. Even if you don't like Gase, I think Gase can do good stuff with Darnold. I really do. So let's give him more time than a year, I, I think. So good job of him. Back shoulder, hands catch by Anderson, and he, and he pulls the ball away. You see this? Like I said, he didn't tuck it in. This is where I talked about it. Usually you see guys like those, like really, like if, if it's a lot closer to play, they'll tuck it in the air. Um, Chad Hansen actually had a really good example of that versus uh, Lattimore, but good job by Anderson right here. And it's little things. It's little things that make a difference. Do you see how – I'll show you right here. Do you see how he doesn't tuck the ball in? So if he's a tuck the ball in right here, what would be happening is he's bringing the ball into a punch. So you're, so you're, it's, you're bringing the ball into a punch, which is going to make it easy, even easier for the guy to punch it away because it's generating more force. He holds the ball away from him. And do you see his hand right here? Hold on. Let's see. Okay. Do you see his hand right here? That's the defender's hand. It's a good play by the defender, but Anderson is using it. He's boxing him out and using his length to extend the ball away from him. Uh, if you pull that ball in, it's most likely going to get punched out because he didn't have the strongest grip forearms, you know, to, to hold that. But uh, good job by Anderson. Good job by Darnold right there for sure. Last play of Darnold. Um, ball too far inside. Oh, I'm ending on a bad play. Shame on me. Is it? Let's see. Yeah, okay. So – uh, this is a play that he could, he could, he, he, I wish he had this back. I really do. I, I don't think Donald misses a throw um, a lot more. One, I get why he didn't throw it to Anderson right here because Anderson, this guy's working over top. So if he, if he has to slow down for the ball at all, maybe he makes a tackle. I'm okay with that. Um, could he have got it? Maybe. But I do like, again, it's another situation where the corners are, are playing high and over top. So he's going to put it, he, obviously, it's, a, it's, a, it's another one of those, like, uh, those, uh, that short comeback or the comeback route. So he knows he's going to win outside. If this ball is outside right here, it, it's a completion. He puts it too far inside. So um, he breaks her outside. Let's say stop or uh, break. Quick, quick break right there. Good, good, good job by him. Much break, drive, line. That, that's like a speed cut footwork, but without a stop. Um, but he's uh, on, on a sharp break right there. So. He's, he's doing like a speed cut like he's doing it out, but he still gets his, his hips around really quickly. So good job by Crowder. Good wrap by him for sure. Um, let's see what he does. Presses up, holds his line, stays vertical. Looks like a little bit of a bam step or, or like a, a – uh, yeah, bam step right there. Yeah. Yep, bam step. So he's looking inside like he's going to break inside. 
It most likely has an elbow jam with that left arm or that left elbow. Breaks outside. If this ball is outside, right here, like, you know, I, I can't really, we're, we're at a horizontal alignment, but uh, the vertical alignment, I think I have a better one. A better one? Yeah. So if the ball is here, he falls towards the ball, he falls on the ball, it's a completion. The ball is a little bit too far inside. Um, not a bad decision by Donald at all. Let's see if the footwork affected him. Yep. Do you see that foot? You see the foot? It's not, lead, is it leading towards the, the receiver or is it a bucket step? It's a bucket step. He's stepping in that bucket. Imagine if there's an invisible bucket right here. He's stepping into it. That's not what you want to see. You want to, you want to drive forward, forward to the target. Put uh, your foot pointed towards where you want the ball to go. The, the hallway's okay. The hallway's okay. It looks like it's pointing towards him relatively. Um, but the feet are even, and he's stepping in the bucket. So um, that could have been that. See, like, that's what I talk about. Where it's going to affect him a few times a game. Um, if that was outside, it's a completion. Maybe the Jets end up getting a touchdown because that would have been at the – 10-yard line, they, maybe they drive it in. Instead, it's third and four. Now that they kick a field goal, and I almost crapped. It's, you're, you're up 21 to 16. You have Sam Fick come in on an inexperienced field, uh, field goal kicker late in the game, and uh, he has to kick a field goal to, to make it a, a, a touchdown and two-point uh, conversion lead instead of a, a touchdown and they win game. I was dying. Um, so great job by those guys. Like I said, Adams, McClendon, Fado Kasi, uh, Q, Jenkins, Kyle Phillips, Good job if I miss a guy, you know, the defensive line. Good job by all those guys. Um, now moving into – and obviously Darnold. Um, moving into the duds. I'll be quicker on the duds. I'm not going to be super negative this game. And then we'll go into the good from the offense, good from the defense, bad from the offense, bad from the defense, special teams, other. Look at the Patriots roster. I'll do keys to the game and then game prediction. Uh, like I said, I'm going to do it relatively um, fast. I'm just going to pause it really quick again. All right. Like I said, moving on to duds. Um, my number three dud of the game, I had the refs, honestly. They were, they were awful. Uh, I didn't want to give too many duds out to this game because I don't really feel that a lot of people deserve it. I don't want to reach for duds because a lot of people actually play relatively well. Um, but the refs, three penalties in a row in the Cowboys' last drive. Um, the, oh, the Jets had three penalties in a row, which are all – some of them were crap, to be completely honest. Uh, they had two penalties on the Cowboys. And they had a bullcrap penalty on, on Jamal Adams. Like, it, they just weren't good. Uh, just a quick one. I, I gave it to the refs. I don't want to get too far into it. I've been talking enough already. Um, but they were awful this game. They were awful around the NFL. They screwed the Lions. Um, they need to let guys play. Listen, it's just it, – let, let guys play. If it's, if it's egregious, you know, uh, call it. You're not supposed to decide the outcome of a game, you know, um, for the most part, you know, just let them play for the most, they didn't get less involved, but gave it to them. Uh, number two, I give it to shell. Uh, he came in for Beecham. He got a big holding call on that, on that uh, long uh, run by Donald. He also allowed a sack in the game. Um, so not a good job by him in this game. Uh, the cornerbacks were number one dud. Uh, Roberts was beat first uh, three times in the first half. I noted that two were dropped by the receiver. Um, and then one was called back for an illegal formation. So he got beat multiple times in this game. They just, they just uh, were, like I said, penalties or they, or they were completely dropped. Uh, and then Tremaine Johnson, who was off, also awful um, this game. I have two plays of him. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to try to run through the rest of it um, relatively fastly because this, this is stuff you've seen before. We, we've discussed this with Johnson. He's to the top. Uh, shocker, he's playing with too far of inside leverage right here, uh, which is a, it's a cover one look. He uh, takes his, he kind of takes his read steps. He reads the quarterback. And then again, he opens up his hips. How are you supposed to defend anything going inside right now? You don't have the athleticism to, to, to make a, either a speed turn or flip your hips and run inside um, to get inside. You, you can't play outside if it's good timing. So what, what are you playing right here? You're playing one route. You're playing a post 
sorry, two routes. You're playing a post or um, a stutter and go or a vertical. That's really all you're playing right here. Um, opens up his hips way too early. Again, and look what happens. Wow, it's it's a comeback or, you know, an out route, whatever you want to call it. I'll call it a comeback. So you have, you have a comeback here, sits it down, and he catches the ball with two, three yards of room because Tremaine Johnson opens up his hips. And he's too far inside. So if you, if you, did, if you did want to play off um, – you have to play over top because because that creates more yards of separation, uh, both horizontally and vertically. So if you're gonna if you're gonna like bail, um, one say outside leverage and then bail so you can see the quarterback as you're as you're shuffling, but you don't want to shuffle inside. So now you're completely blind to the play. You have no idea what's coming. You're too far inside. So you can't play anything over top. Like what? Like what, even his alignment. What are you trying to do right here? So he is so bad. He gets beat. I cannot wait till he's gone. Um, hopefully it's this year. I don't care. Eat twelve million dollar dead cap and give me two million dollars and sign another guy who could be a backup who can actually try and have good alignment and maybe get beat because of whatever else. I don't know. He's awful. He's really annoying to watch. Um, next play of him, play number twenty-seven of the game of the fifty-two plays. I uh, let's see. Okay. Johnson beat third and one. Sixteen seconds left. He's on top. And he gets beat on this, uh, I believe it's a, like a deep over. Yep. So, again, what happens? You're in press. You're on the line of scrimmage. You, you soft shoot technique, you know, which is more of instead of, instead of jump jams uh, and, and fires and get back to balance, you really just want to shuffle. You want to shuffle, then shoot. Shoot, make sure you're on balance when you shoot. But shuffle, then shoot, then play. But he just, what does he do? First step, opens up. What do you do when you open up? That's going to allow him to carry you vertical. You're giving him a weak shoulder. He's going to take that weak shoulder. He's mo- uh, I, don't, I actually don't remember this play specifically, but a really good over router, crossing route. He's going to take that vertical, hold his line, boom, break in. Let's see if he does that here. I don't know. Yeah, so now he holds his line, breaks in. It's exactly what happens. Uh, he would have held, it would have been more uh, emphasized if, if Johnson got on quicker, but he opens his hips up. He's giving him the inside. Instead of shuffling, playing over top, getting his hands on him, he has to get hands on. It's the only way he's going to win. Uh, he, he breaks inside. Easy catch. Even, even though it's uh, even behind him, he's still not able to catch up. It's not even a good throw. Um, and this leads to the next play. I think Cashman got beat for a couple yards, and it leads to a 62-yard field goal, which, Jesus, that's a large – that's I, was, like, the longest field goal in history, 64, 65. Uh, it's a long field goal, regardless. So, bad play by Johnson. He is garbage. He will continue to be garbage. He's never going to be good again. It just is what it is. Um, that is it, though, for the duds. Good offense. Uh, I'll run through this pretty quick. I only have a couple plays left, I believe. Or actually, a decent amount, I guess. Uh, Lewis looks like the Jets' best offensive lineman. I gave him credit. I gave him credit over, over the entire thing. Odoga uh, impresses with the uh, majority of his technique for a rookie and playing against Lawrence. I think he had a pretty good game. Uh, Khalil, he didn't look awful. He, looked, he, he didn't look good, but he didn't look awful. That's a step in the right direction, to be completely honest. Beecham, when he played, I thought was pretty good. Um, the offensive line only giving up two sacks is a positive. Um, Ty and Powell looked good when they got – Ty Montgomery and Powell looked good when they got touches. Um, Bell, I thought, looked good, even though his stats aren't great. 14 rushes, 50 yards. I have three plays of Bell that I want to uh, to show. Um, he, he's going to start – like I said, the boxes are going to start to open up for him a little bit more um, as the season goes on. But this is a touchdown run. Jets are running a uh, – call it a tight zone split. Um, if this was inside zone, they're really aiming for that B gap. Um, Winters would would try to work outside a little bit more here, because this guy is outside, and, and the aiming point is the uh, the a gap. Um, he's mo- he's just gonna, he's just gonna try to kick him out a little bit here. Um, that could be rules with with uh, Frank Pollock's scheme too, where if it's a if it's an inside zone and he's outside, just just run, uh, 
like not audible, but just play it like in a tight zone. So it doesn't really matter, but that could be based on alignment and a check at the line or call by Donald, whatever. Um, but it's, I'm going to call it tight zone split. Offensive line does a good job. Uh, Winters does a good job right here. Uh, you know, rooting his feet, covering the inside gap with his hips. You also have Adogo right here who does a good job. He doesn't, he, he again covers the inside gap. So do you see how his like, like shell right here? Would like slide out literally. Shell would slide outside here, and this guy would shoot his shoot across his face. I'm not kidding. So so Odoga has better feet than, than Shell does already with his technique. So he covers the gap. So listen, if you're gonna beat him, you have to loop outside. It's a tight run. It's supposed to be quick. That try to beat him outside, and he'll try, he'll try to push you up the arc. But good job by Shell covering the inside gap, um, leaning into him, getting a push, and then and then shuffling with him. Uh, good job by by Khalil right here, which people say, oh well, why isn't he working to the mic? If it if it's if it's a uh, it's with with inside zone with with tight zone with the blocking. If the guy's on the backside and he and if he doesn't have a guy over top or inside, um, these guys are gonna block it like man, which they do. Um, and then this and then the, the center's gonna work back to the to, to help the left guard of the on the one tech uh, zero tech uh, whatever it may be. So um, they they combo him. So it's not duo. It's just it's just based on the alignment. It's gonna be how they that, how they play it. So um, he gets a little ricochet block right there. Ricochet has the high leg. He takes over it. Lewis, good job by Lewis, and then good job by Khalil. Now this is this is it's not open, but it's open on the goal line. Um, but Beecham doesn't play this 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 fantastically. Um, he shuffles too far inside unless the guy cross him. Um, this is where, this is where I say you, you turn the tank, not the turret, or you turn the turret, not the tank. Slide, and and if and if you can't pick up one of these guys, he's protecting against the B gap. Um, just make sure you slide with Lewis. If nobody's coming to that B gap, you turn around, you take this guy, but he turns his hips, which allows him not to recover on the edge right there. He doesn't recover on the edge, um, and he gets beat and uh, ends up um, obviously grabbing grabbing Bell, but Bell does a good job. Let's see another angle of this. They all do a relatively good job. But like I said, if he doesn't get beat right here, this might be open, or even if this is if this is clogged up a little bit, he's going to be able to drive his legs. He makes it a little bit more t- uh, difficult for Bell. He gets contacted there. Runs into his guys, drives forward, drives forward, drives forward, and a really good job by him um, keeping his knees up. It's a, it's a veteran move. A lot of guys, they you know, you'll see younger guys, um, <clears throat> you'll notice it throughout the league, their their legs will drop a little bit earlier than than the older guys. You see how he's really extending those legs to keep them up. I'll, I'll show you the better that better angle of it. So drive, 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 drive. A lot of guys just go down there. That's 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 where the knee is, and it's short. What does he do? you flex those legs out straight and you get that extra second. So, and they were saying on the broadcast, uh, cause I, you know, did, I was there, but then going back and watching it, you know, broadcast angle and all that uh, type of deal. Um, and hearing the sound again and you hear them say, Oh, well, you know, it might've been overturned if it was a call in the field. I actually think that it was, it was clear that he got in. So you see his knee, you see his right knee. Just look at the right knee. You see that black space between that's a shadow. So you could see that shadow that is not on the ground right there. The ball right there, if you, if you were to draw a straight line down, that is, uh, let's see where the, his knee hits the ground right next frame. Not even right there, right there. That frame is where his knee hit the ground. Is the ball over? Let's draw a straight line up. Ball's over. Even if you go to the next frame, yeah, on this, it's, I have to move my finger like, deadly accurate now to get that next uh whatever i'm not gonna be able to do it all right there hold on yeah there we go so even right there the, you see the space in between the knee and the ground that ball is over the line you see right here balls ball is touching or is over the line why did, my siri just came on like an idiot 
I didn't say anything that sounds like Siri. I said ball over the line. How the hell did I pick up Hey Siri? Which now it's not going to watch. Hey Siri. No, now it worked, of course. Usually doesn't. Siri sucks. So good job by Belk doing that. Um, okay, next play that I have of Le'Veon Bell is play 16 and 39. Hopefully I don't forget 39, so I don't have to keep saying, oh, well, what play is next? So uh, oh, this is a draw play. Um, third and long. This really wasn't anything spectacular, to be honest, because the Jets didn't pick up anything. Um, good job by, like I said, it's just a draw play. They, they go into their pass sets and then they run block. That's what a draw play is, basically. Um, and they run a, a, a T stunt right there. Good job by Khalil. And uh, both, both by Khalil not letting him just scrape over top and trying to get the bell, but picking it up. Good job by Bell noticing this guy scraping over top in his angle, cutting in through that B gap. Um, and this is where he's like dangerous. And he, he's, he's a really good runner. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL. See his eyes. His eyes are just outside. And, and Van Rush thinks he's going to try to beat him outside, beat him outside, beat him outside. He never looks inside, not once. Drops his weight. And you see that little drag foot. You see, that, you see the back foot right there dragging. That's helping him slow down. That's important. That's footwork. That's, that's, you need this stuff. So when he drags that foot, it helps him um, take less pressure off of, his, off of his brake foot, which is allowing him to cut faster inside. Cuts inside. Van Der Esch is on skates and then drives forward and gets another couple of yards. So good job by him. Uh, definitely a good play. And I remember the next one, which is 39. So I did uh, – I said patient, something patient. 13 yards patient. Okay. Inside zone right here. Nothing's really open right here. The outside's here. The outside's not open. Uh, the backside B gap is not open. This is a little bit clogged up. And Bell um, drops his weight. He sees everybody, you know, on the, on the zone run. The Cowboys did this a couple of times where they over pursued. They were a little bit aggressive. When teams are aggressive, you want to look to that backside more. They're aggressive on this play. They're all shooting. You know, look, they all they all all these linemen have to the left leverage or uh, backside leverage. So backside leverage, backside leverage, backside leverage, backside leverage, backside leverage. Where should he cut? Backside. Good read by, by Bell. He sees this, um, stops. This, the, that, this guy over-pursues, I believe. Yeah, he over-pursues. He shoots through this gap, uh, is able to break the tackle of the, uh, of the linebackers crashing down the line of scrimmage to contain the backside, breaks that tackle, um, and is able to run forward for another uh, couple yards. So good job by Bell there. Um, my next uh, positive of the, of the offense was Demarius Thomas. Like I said, four receptions for 62 yards. You saw some of the receptions I ha he, I, he had. I put up his film of last year. I thought he could be a number a solid number four. Um, that was before I knew Numa got injured. I think he's a, he's a decent number three. Uh, he's still capable, though, for sure. He, he, he's going to get some yards. Uh, he, he's, I, I said I thought he would be like a, a five, six yard receiver for the Jets. And if Donald keeps playing the way he does, he, that might be what he's at. Um, might be a little bit less because Donald had less less games, but uh, Griffin three receptions for 28 yards, one touchdown. I saw some of his plays. Uh, Gase gets a, a plus for his play calling and aggressiveness. Crowder six receptions, 98 yards, good game. Uh, Robbie Anderson five receptions for 125 yards, um, good stat per Michael Nania. You should follow. I don't know what he's at on Twitter. I think it's at Michael underscore Nania. I forget exactly what it is, but find him. Uh, you'll see he's like 5,000 followers, or whatever it is. Which, by the way, I think I have like 2,950. Uh, let's, if you're listening to this, let's get a, let's get old Joey, Joey Boy over 3,000. That'd be nice. Uh, but Anderson, and this is another guy who like uh, Anderson. Uh, and this is literally last week after the Eagles game. All uh, guys doing nothing. Uh, he's only a deep threat. Get rid of him. Trade him for for a fifth or fourth or a fifth round pick if you can. Anderson is one of the best deep threats in the NFL. You, I don't know if you want to you – Tyree Kill is probably number one. Anderson is at least top five. You have just Sean Jackson, but he's definitely top five. 
being one of the best defenders in the NFL is is irreplaceable, and he can win underneath because of that. He, I showed his route running. I did a review on him. He's a good receiver. Is he a true Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham, Michael Evans type X number one wide receiver? No, but he's one of the best defenders in the NFL, and, and, and trading him for – even if they traded him for a second-round pick right now, I'd be pissed. Pissed. And that's talking about from guys – like I watched the film – how often do you get a receiver who as good as Anderson is running deep and as just as a blazer as he is in the second round? You're not going to get it, and and that that really that 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 puts the constraints in the offense where now you have to worry about Anderson running deep. If you don't now now they all get to play closer. Obviously with with Luke Falcon about him running deep because you can't hit him, you can't read it, he doesn't have time, pocket movement, etc. But let's that, that's crazy. It, literally, if, they, if if I got a notification on my phone right now that they trade him for a second round pick, I'd be furious. Furious. Resign this guy now. He's not creating any problems in the locker room. He hasn't had any troubles with the law. He likes Donald. Him and Donald have a great connection and he's a great deep threat. It opens up the offense um, more than most people understand. So per Michael Nanya, last six games with Donald, he has 30 room receptions for 484 yards, which is uh, four touchdowns, um, which is 80.7 yards per game, which if over, you know, extrapolated over a 16 game season, he would be on a pace to catch 83 catches for 1,291 yards, 11 touchdowns. You know, like, like, don't trade this guy. Sign him now. Sign him now. If you're telling me between any of the guys, Jordan Jenkins, uh, Leonard Williams, any of these guys who need to be signed, Anderson, number one, sign him. Uh, good from the defense. Uh, I have two plays of good from the defense, and that's it. I don't really have many more plays after that. Cool. So um, good from the defense. Marcus Mack, great game. Uh, I, I thought the first game he was overrated, to be completely honest. I, I, I showed that play um, where he was in a cover two, and he was late to get to his zone, to his guy on a deep crosser. If Josh Allen saw it, it would have been an easy touchdown. Marcus May recovered. People thought it was great because he recovered. Um, or they didn't see that he recovered. They just saw the pass deflection, said he was a great play, but really it was overhyped uh, when really it's a bad play by May. Um, but – uh, this game, he looks solid. Uh, the Jets, if you have you have Adams, who is an All-Pro safety, you have Marcus May, who I think I think he's a I think he's a decent starter right now, with a chance to be a very solid starter. This game, he's a very solid starter. Um, they have one of the best uh, pairings of safeties in the in the NFL right now, so it's a huge positive. And he had a very very good game, six tackles, one pass deflection. I have three plays of Marcus May that I want to show, um, and the one being one of the biggest plays in the game that's going to go, it's going to be overlooked. I know it is. So, uh, long story short, you have the Cowboys who run a sweep to uh, Zeke to the to the right side. You have you have Tremaine Johnson and Adams who are pulled over to the to the opposite side. So uh, you have it's probably a bare front. Let me see. It's most likely a bare front. If they're getting if, if it's a sweep and they're going outside. Oh, it's not a bare front. They get blocked down. So Cashman gets blocked inside. You have Phillips. You want to see, you want to see Phillips fight harder to the outside, and Cashman gets to the outside here too. So it's really on those two guys. Um, you have Marcus May who is. In the, if, if I told you before the play, okay, it's Marcus May, a pulling left guard, and Zeke in the open field, is, is he going to make the tackle? 10 out of 10 people are most likely going to say no. Um, but a really good job by Marcus May, staying patient, staying over top. If he was to either choose the inside or the outside, Zeke cuts the opposite way. If he was to, to approach and, and make contact with the, with, with the, uh, the pulling left guard, um, then he's screwed. So he does, like I said, he, he makes Zeke hesitate. It helps guys from the inside come. Um, and you're not defining his, his lane for him. So good job by him staying square, shuffling. See that shuffle? One, two. You're square enough where you, could still be, you can still work outside. You can still cut inside. Zeke cuts inside. He's able to avoid the, the offensive lineman, dive inside. Now, if you look at this lane, if he, if he approaches wrong, um, if, he, if he chooses the outside of the inside, these guys aren't catching up to Zeke right here. And neither is this, this, this corner, whoever this is. looks like Daryl Roberts. This is a touchdown. It's a touchdown right here. So, 
even look right here. If, if he's not here, touchdown. Um, if he goes outside, touchdown. So great job by him. Most likely a touchdown saving play. Um, fantastic. And I'll show from the other angle. Like I said, chooses here, he cuts here. Uh, chooses, to, chooses to the inside, he cuts outside. But good job staying patient, staying over the top. And staying square, that's important too. If you're not square, if, you're, if, you're, if your hips are too far to the, inside, to the outside, you're still defining his gap. But because, he's, because you're square, you're able to, sit, to play both sides. So great job by May. That is, that is a huge, huge play that, of this game, of this past game um, by him. And hopefully we keep, he stays healthy and we, and we keep seeing him take steps um, in the correct direction. So uh, next play of Marcus May, which is a tackle. This is really just about recognition, awareness. Um, on this play, nothing crazy in terms of breaking it down. You have the Cowboys uh, three by one gun set, or actually a, th- a three by one uh, pistol set, and you have a crack toss right here. And Marcus May, good reaction time. This is what it's about. You see, as the ball the ball is even to Zeke yet, and, and he, he well one he's going to get depth right here. He sees the run coming before the ball is even to Zeke. He's already breaking the, to get to the ball. That's really all it's about. He's reading the backfield. Um, good keys. He, he sees the offensive – I'm sure he sees a combination of the offensive line, the ball coming, and he breaks, goes downhill quickly, and look how fast he goes there and he, uh, gets there, and he's able to make the open field tackle on Zeke, which a lot of safeties can't do. He's, a, he's, a, he's not easy to bring down with one guy. He's a big, stout guy. Um, good job by Marcus May on third and 11 right there. Big play. Um, and the, the last play of Marcus May, play number 50. Okay. Oh, good and bad. Okay. Good and bad play. So this is a – it was a zone look from the Jets. One thing I don't like from Marcus May is he's too far off. If this is Darnold, does he hit this? I, well, obviously, he has a bad player too, but the normal Darnold throws, he hits this. If, if, if Prescott should be reading, okay, um, you know, you have – it's a I, – I believe it was zone. Yeah, it, it was zone. Um, he's breaking on him because he's in his zone and he's playing him like man because he's in his zone. Um, Marcus May needs to see this wide open area. And if this is well-timed, touchdown. It's a touchdown. But you have Dak who hesitates right here. He takes that, pulls the ball down. So if he throws it right there, touchdown. Pulls the ball down and then throws it. So there's two things. I want to see him break towards this faster. I also want to see him not, you know, play the line of scrimmage or play the, uh, the goal line a little bit um, earlier. Now he was probably, it, was, it looked like it could have been like a, like a green or not a green two, like a red two, green, uh, red three coverage where you basically have five or, you know, four or five guys on the goal line and two guys back just in case guys break deeper. But um, regardless in this situation, he has to get a little bit closer to this guy and break on this sooner. Um, he is able to break on it though. Uh, Dak, he needs to catch this ball too. He, he's, he's been Mr. Slippery Hands. This is not an easy catch. This is a catch that should be made. I, I'm not one of those guys who thinks, oh, it hits your fingertips, you should catch it. But um, this ball does hit him in the, in the, in the one palm. Um, his hands are a little bit too wide and he drops it. If, if he catches this ball, it's end of game. Uh, and it's an it's a interception on the goal line. Jets kneel it down. Maybe they run it actually because it would be too close to the goal line. But uh, he needs to make this play for sure. So. Um, good and bad from, from Marcus May there. Good break on the ball. Not a good, not good that he dropped it. Not good uh, alignment. Um, Greg Williams, I think overall for overcoming the fact that the Jets, I think are top 10 in, or they're more 10 in DVOA, which I think is the, the best way to measure defenses, you know, in terms of stats, which I don't love. Um, I think they're number 10. The Jets for most, for the most of the season, I understand if you know, you have Jenkins coming in, you had Mosley for, for the, some of the season, 
you have two corners who are backup corners and your outside guys, which is hard to overcome in a passing league. You have two terrible corners. You have your entire outside linebacker or your entire linebacking core, literally all four starters, your two outside linebackers, your two um, starting inside linebackers are out for, this, uh, out for the year. You have, you have uh, not out for the year, have been out for most of the year. You have Henry Anderson who didn't play this game. You know, you had, you had Quinn Williams who missed, this is only his, his, uh, his third game or, you know, second and a half game, whatever you want to say, because he only played a couple quarters of the Bills game. Um, he's overcoming a lot of the deficiencies for the team right now. I thought he did a really good job this game calling it. Uh, so uh, kudos to him. Um, the last guy for the positive for the defense that I have is Brian, uh, Brian Poole. Um, he's been a little bit more up and down. Um, well, he's been, he's up and down. Like there's some plays where he should have get, he should get beat. The quarterback doesn't see it because the, uh, the guys on the outside, because Tremaine Johnson and uh, Dale Roberts are covering them. So they get hit instead of the guy that Poole is covering. So Poole has been good. Don't overhype him. Um, I still think he's average. Um, but average for what he was last year, uh, which he got like a four or five million dollar contract, is a big, big step up. I'm still giving him a positive. He's super aggressive in the run game. He tackles like a linebacker, but he can also match up with slot guys like a corner can. Now he's a little bit inconsistent with his technique, his own coverage. He gets a little bit undisciplined. Um, but overall, he's definitely been a great signing. I think that they should extend him, and he should be the slot for the next couple of, year, of years. But don't he's not he's not top flight corner. He he just doesn't get as targeted as much because the guys on the outside. Um, if they had guys out on the outside, he'd get targeted more. I can almost guarantee it. Um, but overall, uh, still really, really impressed with Poole. Uh, I like him a lot, and I thought he'd be more inconsistent than he is. So um, good job by him. Like I said, he's in the box right here, uh, most likely in, in his own coverage. He sees that the, the run is coming, and all he's doing is, is filling that backside C-gap. He's not afraid to take on offensive line. He's not, he, he can tackle um, running backs one-on-one. He tackles Zeke here one-on-one and brings him down. Good job by him. Uh, just a quick little, obviously, play there, um, but an awesome job by him. Uh, bad from the offense. I said the pass blocking was a little bit better, but the run game still struggled, so that was a negative. And I think the, the run defense late got a little bit uh, sloppy and, uh, and over-aggressive. Oh, I guess I'm doing bad from the offense and defense. I don't know why I put that there. But the run defense late got a little sloppy and over-aggressive, you know, uh, not staying patient enough on, uh, in, in their gap integrity, things like that. So I thought that was a negative. They were a little bit gassed. Uh, the, the Cowboys also spread the Jets out a little bit more and started to run against lighter boxes where more of the defensive linemen were out of the game instead of in the game. Um, so that was a little bit of a struggle. I think uh, Hewitt and Cashman struggle a little bit more this game. I think Cashman's in good in coverage. The run game, he's spotty. He'll make a one good play and then over-pursue, or over-pursue on, a one, uh, on another or choose a gap too early. I have one play of that where I showed that it was – I showed you the sweep before too where he got held inside. But uh, having Mosley back this week and even having Jenkins back, having Copeland back, it's a big difference. If, if Avery Wilson is playing too, man, it, like I said, if, if you just get the team healthy next year and then even if you don't add an outside linebacker, you add two new corners, this defense is top 10 defense. Now if you add two new corners and you have Roberts as a backup, you have Harrison as a backup, you have Pools, your slot um, – and you add whoever it may be, two starting outside guys who are not even not even shut down. I'm talking about Ramsey. I'm talking about two decent guys. And you add an outside linebacker who can create pressure and collapse that pocket with these defensive linemen inside with Fado Kossi and Leonard Williams. If he is here, uh, man, ooh, this defense could be really good next year. I hope I hope Rick Williams is back. I really do. So, uh, yes, yeah, so you, you see like here. This is what I'm talking about. Where I'm talking about it. And um, – you have the, the running back is taking a clear uh, it's a clear outside zone. Um, it's a it's a weak outside zone right here, and they see they see three guys. They see three guys, so they're going to that's they might audible to whatever it may be. Um, weak outside zone, and Cash makes a mistake of like I said approaching the line of scrimmage too early, not maintaining outside leverage as as he has to defend the edge right here. Um, so 
which obviously, which it, it was gap exchange where, where Phillips was going to shoot inside to that uh, B gap and then he was supposed to stay over top. Uh, Cashman doesn't stay over top. He gets blocked inside. We like to see him stay more uh, over top laterally um, and, and more over top vertically as well, I guess, and, and shuffle more laterally, stay over top, and then force him to cut inside, uh, make the run a lot harder, but he doesn't. Uh, Marcus May comes up for the tackle, but not a good play by Cashman there. So there's been a little bit more of that than people realize, but he's still overall – he would, he was the guy who signed to the Jets as a special teamer, and that was it. He's been playing in a starting role. He's he's decent in the run game. I think he's a little bit overhyped in the run game because he he makes big splashy hits. But there's times where he does the same thing I just showed Cashman doing, where he's not great at reading it. Cashman is 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 okay. Um, I think he, I think he's a good backup right now, which is which is fine. I think I think he's going to keep developing. I think he might start next to Mosley, and then next year you you cut Avery Williamson, and then you have six, seven, eight million dollars, whatever it is, to to dump into other positions of need. Um, he's definitely impressed me for sure as a as a fifth round guy, um, and he'll he'll make plays with really good athleticism. But I think in terms of uh, little things like I just showed, uh, misdirection, zone coverages, he gets a little bit tripped up. But overall, he's been he's been impressive. So for a backup. Uh, got a special teams guy, a fifth round rookie. They they definitely stepped in and done very well, but they're not starters right now. Um, Cashman's might might be when it depends. I think if if the Jets go, if it's a lighter if it's a lighter box, um, it's more of a pass down. Maybe they have Cashman where if it's a heavier, you know, let's say twenty two personnel or twenty one or whatever. Maybe uh, you have Hewitt in. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they manage that. But overall, they've been good. But I did think they struggled this game in terms of the run game. They let up some of the bigger plays. Uh, special teams. Like I said, Ficken making that 38-yard field goal up 21 to 20, uh, 16. That's a huge pressure spot, uh, spot with three minutes and 27 seconds left in the game. Uh, great job by Ficken. Uh, three, three, uh, three for three for extra points. The kicking game has looked better than it has, uh, obviously, than, than we expected it to. He did miss like a 54-yarder, 56-yarder, whatever, versus the Eagles, but apparently it's really windy and wasn't a good decision to kick it, but it is what it is. Um, now, if the, now, if the Jets are down, you know, uh, 20 to 21, and he had to come out for a 45 yard field goal to win a game against the Patriots. I'm going to, sh- I'll, I'll shit my pants. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, I don't trust him, but he's done, he's done, he's done well for himself. Uh, like I said, making four, four to four field goals, which is much better than Vedvik or any of these other scrubs that they had, uh, Catanzaro or, uh, whatever. Um, Edwards has also, I give him his credit, he's been super, uh, consistent. It's something you don't really notice because it, it's good, but, um, or he's been good, but uh, remember when we had uh, Quigley a couple of years ago when he's shanking a bunch of things. Uh, Edwards every game is like averaging like forty-five yards plus on his on his punts, and obviously it has to do with how close you're punting to the to the to the end zone or to the opposite end zone. Because if you're doing a bunch of short punts, yeah, you might average forty-one punts, but then look at punts inside the twenty. If there are a bunch of long ones, look inside the twenty. You know, it's, it, there's different ways to evaluate uh, the punting game. But overall, he's been very good. Um, other notes from this game, uh, like I said, is kind of crazy that people were shocked that the offense wasn't more aggressive. Uh, KO is out for the year. Something I wanted to to, to uh, note um, that he, I think he's out for the year. I think he's having surgery. Um, they said he wasn't, and now it's questions if he has to get surgery or not. But he's going to be injured for a little bit. McClendon got extended for like a one-year, three or four million dollar contract. Great. He's he's a good underappreciated player. He's a great locker room leader. Um, and I have, you have to clean it up. Like I said, you're up twenty-one to three at the half. Um, and you only win 24 to 22. You only scored three points in the, in the second half. They have to clean it up. They have to play better um, versus teams like the Patriots coming up, you know, or even teams later in the season like the Ravens. The Ravens can put up points pretty quick, you know, they have to, or, the, or the Bills, you know, one or two big shot plays with Josh Allen. You can't let that stuff happen. So just like in the, uh, in the Bills game, they almost blew this one. So um, you have the Cowboys who missed a 40-yard field goal 
um, even though, yes, they did make a, you know, a 62-yard field goal. You have the horse collar on Sam Donald on, on the third and goal stop that had extended that drive. You had a few drop passes. You had the pick play, which should have been a pick play in the goal line they got called for. So you have to be, you have to be careful um, with, with this. I only have two more plays to show you. I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay. I have two more plays to show you. I don't know why I necessarily put this there, but this is the play that I talked about before. This is like the uh, – this is actually it, – it, it's actually like a lead draw. That's exactly what it is. So, they have a lead draw with Prescott. They, they, they clearly designed some plays for him. I actually thought they got away with one, one here. I thought this should have been a, called a hold right here um, where they did get the touchdown. This was late in the game. Um, I just put that in there for whatever reason. Um, and then the last play oh, – oh, yeah, this is another play almost, almost uh, you know – let uh let one loose in my in my own pants uh jesus demarius thomas like this is what's supposed to happen but i this was so to, to see this ball bounce off his chest to see two cowboys running to the ball and then to see him not recover it it bounced up again in the air so, I, so it was literally like a process where it was okay okay get it oh my god oh my god oh my god okay got it oh my god he doesn't have it and he reaches out for it and grabs it how nervous even watching this my hands are starting to sweat i'm not even kidding like, this was bad. <laughs> he needs to catch that cleanly. Not only the first time, but the second time it bounces because he drops all of his weight onto it and forces the ball out right there. Man, that was bad. That was super, super nerve-wracking. So, Jets fans, we won, though. Big, big, big W right there um, in this game. And, uh, Thomas, you got uh, to secure that ball. Imagine, imagine if they got that ball, got a big play, and then kicked a the field goal. Imagine if they got one of the other plays. Like, are we still talking about this game like the same way? Uh, maybe not, but they, they need to improve. It was definitely good steps in the right direction. Um, other than that, uh, that's it. So looking at the Patriots also, we'll do it really, really quickly. You guys already know it. We already recapped it a couple of uh, days ago. Um, they have some injuries. Um, and actually to go over the Jets' injuries really quickly too because the Jets have a ton of injuries. The, 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 the report is uh, – let me, let me click on myself so I can see. If you can see my phone, the, the report – you see that top list? That's the Jets' injuries, and that's the Patriots' injuries, and people are bitching about injuries playing against the Jets. The Jets were missing Osemele. They were missing Mosley. They were missing Williamson. They're missing Anunwal. Like, don't give me that. So, <clears throat> in terms of – and I have it on my phone. Sorry, I'm reading from my phone. But uh, Henry Anderson did not practice on Thursday. You had Beecham. So, this, did not practice on Thursday You typically means they're not going to play. Um, so, <clears throat> you have Henry Anderson not going to play. You have Kelvin Beecham who's not going to play, which, by the way, I guess it's going to be Shell. It's either going to be – they're going to move Shell to left tackle or kick out Lewis to left tackle and then move – and then have uh, Compton play left guard. That, that, that's probably the two things they're going to do. Um, so, you have him out. You have Trenton Cannon who's out. You have Nate Harrison who did not practice, which is you, – you really well, I really would rather have Nate Harrison over Tremaine Johnson right now. So, he's not going to play. Neville Hewitt didn't practice. Uh, Albert McClellan didn't practice. Uh, Mosley didn't practice, but he's probably going to play. So maybe some of these guys will play. Um, Clutch Yosemite didn't practice. Uh, Roberts didn't practice. So I, I think out of those didn't, do not practices, you're mostly – Roberts will probably play. Uh, Mosley's going to play. You'll probably have Hewitt who's going to play. Uh, doesn't look like Harrison's going to play. Doesn't look like Herndon's going to play. Doesn't look like Cannon's going to play. Beecham or Henry Anderson. So they're missing some guys still. Um, but looking at the Patriots roster now, uh, Brady's a quarterback. He, he's, been, he's been slowing down. He's not the same Brady he used to be like five, six years ago. He's been slowing down a little bit. There's some throws he misses and some reads he misses, but he's still very, very good. The, the running backs are solid. Uh, 
Uh, Sony Michelle is, is a really good running back. Um, White can kill you out of the backfield. We didn't have to play against him last time. He's a really, really good receiving back. Um, so watch out for him. Burkhead, I think, is injured. We have Bolden as well. Um, they uh, at receiver Gordon's been banged up. I'm not sure if he's going to play or not, which would be huge. I'm really hoping he doesn't play. They're not not rooted from injuries, but if they're not facing Gordon, that's huge. He had a really big game against the Jets last time, and the Jets don't have corners to match up with Gordon. His size and his speed, and just overall, he's a freak. So uh, watch out for that. Uh, hopefully, he does not play. Uh, Edelman is going to play, I believe, but he's battling some injuries. He's obviously a good slot guy. You have Jacoby Myers, who's a decent, you know, younger guy. You have Dorsett, who's a speed guy, who's out. So I'm hoping that their receiving core is really banged up, I'd be honest. I never root for injuries, but if you are injured already, hopefully you don't play versus my team. That's how I'll say it. Um, you have Matt Lacoste, who's doubtful for this game. Oh, they're starting tight end. You have Ryan Izzo as a backup to so the backup tight end. They have a couple of receivers banged up. Their offensive line is not very good. You have, you have Newhouse at left tackle. You have Tooney at left guard. You have Karras at center. You have Shaq Mason, who's actually decent at right guard. And you have Cannon at right tackle. Uh, this defensive line, how they played it, if Phillips and Fadokasi and Quinn Williams and Leonard Williams and McLennan play, they did last week, they should be able to pressure Brady, which is a big thing. Uh, de- uh, defensive tackles, looking at the defense, Danny Shelton, Adam, uh, uh, Adams, and then Butler, or, or is it Adam Butler? I forget, but uh, Shelton's a, a big stuffing guy, like 340, 350. He's a good two-gapper. Uh, their DNs are pretty solid. Uh, Lawrence Guy, uh, Dietrich Weiss Jr., um, and then you have Bennett, who is suspended, which is a big, big deal because he's probably their best defensive lineman. Um, and he's suspended for something. I guess it seemed like he had him and his coach had a difference in opinions on something. They, they were arguing, yelling at each other or whatever. Um, but still, Lawrence Guy and Weiss are pretty solid. Uh, you, the outside linebackers are solid as well with Collins, who's having a really – Jamie Collins is having a really, really, really good year for the Patriots right now. It's crazy that you move – he was really good with the Patriots. You move him to the Browns, he sucks. You move him back to the Patriots, he's really good again. It's just uh, an ode to the, to the uh, Patriots system. And Landon Roberts, who's whatever. High Towers are really good uh, inside linebacker, smart, not the most athletic guy. You can take advantage of him a little bit there. Uh, their, their secondary is fantastic. Uh, it's really, really good. It's what makes this team, um, along with Jamie Collins and, and Hightower. But McCordy, having McCordy and Chung, really solid safeties. They've been there forever. Uh, and then even having backups like uh, Nate Ebner and uh, Deron Harmon are solid backup guys. And then their corners, obviously, are solid as well. You have Gilmore, who is the best corner in the league. Uh, you have McCordy, who is – he's okay. He's, an, he's okay, number two, let's be honest. Uh, Jonathan Jones and J.C. Jackson are, are young guys, uh, decent depth. So – it's really Gilmore, McCourty, Chung. It's a pretty solid secondary with some decent depth. Um, the injuries, we talked about it. Uh, really quick to go over the keys. Uh, like I said, this has already been like a three-hour show, I think. Uh, hit Brady, forced him to be uncomfortable. That's how you beat him. That's what the Bills did. They hit him. He starts throwing inter- interceptions. He doesn't like to get hit. So if you if you hit him with the defensive line, you smack him a few times with Fado Kasi, he, he might rush a throw or two and lead to an interception, a tip ball, whatever it might be. Can't let him nickel and dime you. Uh, I'm blitz because listen, you, you can't rush four guys unless they're going to get there. You blitz guys and play tight man coverage. Don't, don't, don't blitz guys and play Tremaine Johnson off. You can't do that. Uh, like I said, press them, make you, make you beat them deep because of the arm used to have. So I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather see him take deep shots than nickel and dime you on drags and, and, and flat routes and curls. And it's annoying to watch. So to press those guys, please um, take advantage of the crap offensive line. Do what you did last week, basically. Stop the run game, which I think they will be able to. The, the Jets are pretty good in the run game of their front seven. Uh, minus the fourth quarter last week. And now you have Mosley back, which is a huge, huge key to that. Um, get the pocket moving uh, to the, disrupt the pats. And, and they're really, you know, they're really strict to their zones. You get the pocket moving, they might, they might panic a little bit. So I see a lot of play action rollouts and stuff uh, in this game from the Jets. Uh, turnovers, uh, get them. 
uh, obviously that's pretty obvious. Uh, obviously it's pretty obvious. It's pretty stupid. Um, but get, get turnovers and then take advantage of them. If you get a turnover and you're on the 30-yard line, don't get a field goal. If you, if, if you get to the 20-yard line, 10-yard line, no field goals. If they kick field goals in the red zone, I'm not going to be happy. Uh, this is a team in the red zone and the green zone. You, can't, you cannot kick field goals. Um, you will not win like that. Um, so they, they need to take advantage of those turnovers and, and, and get points. Uh, just keep putting points up the ball, up, uh, on the board. Keep the pats off the field. Get the run game going a little bit. Uh, get the play action going. Get the pocket movement uh, moving. Eat some time up. Don't don't uh, keep running the field, uh, or don't let them keep getting on the field. And just keep hitting them. Uh, score prediction: I predict the Jets are going to win last week. I think I said twenty-seven to twenty-three or whatever, whatever the hell I said. I showed it on my phone before. Uh, Jets win twenty-three to twenty. Uh, the Pats are what six and zero? Are they six and zero? Is this week coming? Yeah, they're six and zero. I, I think their time for for a, a bad game. Um, is coming. I, I don't think they're going to go undefeated this year. Coming into MetLife Stadium, where you know the fans are going to be a little bit more excited, the, the team is more excited. They have more confidence. They have Sam Darnold back, who they didn't play last time. They have their leader on defense coming back. You know him and Jamal Adams. Like I said, one A, one B. Having having him back is going to be huge. Um, yeah, I wish we had Beecham. I wish we had Henry Anderson. I wish we had Williamson. I wish we had uh, Harrison. But I, I think we're going to be able to hit Brady a little bit. I think he's going to force him to miss some mistakes. I think they're due for a bad game. Uh, missing their starting tight end, missing their starting fullback, missing Gordon potentially, uh, missing Michael Bennett. I think this is the time to to pull one out for the Jets. The Jets go are, are two and four. It's a huge win against the Patriots. Then you have the Jaguars coming. You have the Dolphins coming. You have the Bengals coming. You have the Giants coming. You have the Ravens. Are the Raiders coming? You have the Steelers with the backup quarterback coming. This is the time the Jets are going to run. They win 23-20 um, at home. Fans are going freaking nuts if they do win. I'll be I'll be pumped, but I I think the ten point spread is a is a is a slap in the face to the Jets right now, um at home after what they did last week. But hey, it is what it is. Um, that is it for the show. Even though it's like th- you know a, a long time, I'll be back next week. The guy who gave me a one star, give me a five star. If if you don't do that, my uh my uh well my ho- ho- uh, hopefully my my minions will come out to get you. I don't know who you are. I'm kidding, but uh I shouldn't call you guys minions. But uh leave your reviews. It helps me a lot. It helps me get out to more people. More people see it. They see the, the, the work that I'm doing. Um, I get, you know, more endorsements. I'm not necessarily going to put advertisements on my show, uh, but it helps me improve the audio. It helps me improve the background. It helps me uh, do a lot of things, get recognition for TOJ. It does a lot. So if you take five minutes, not even five minutes. If you listen, if you watch on YouTube, go to the uh, podcast app, leave me five stars. If you listen on the podcast app, just go to YouTube and, and throw me a subscription or a like, and if you don't go on YouTube all the time. Um, and if you, and if you are so you know willing, write a review. I, I really like the show. It shows me X's and O's. Great. That's, that's it. If you want to write two paragraphs, that, that means even more. Um, and obviously the Patreon is always below on the, uh, the YouTube. It's below my Twitter. Like I said, it helps me out a ton. So um, thank you everybody for listening. I'll be back uh, next week. The game's Monday. The film will come out probably Wednesday. I'll try to get done by Friday. The, the show will probably be late next week. It's probably honestly going to be Friday or Saturday, so it's going to be a quick shelf life. But um, it, it's what happens on the, on the Monday night games. It's what really sucks about them. But thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll see you in a couple of days. Um, realize it's the Patriots. They might not play as well. But uh, uh, just uh, film never lies. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. So I'll see you guys in a couple of days. Thank you for listening.